0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want by dialing in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL-C-A-I toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and you'll enjoy the features. there completely free. That's the way a good talk show website should be, so that's the way we made ours. freetalklive.com. Joining you in the studio tonight, it is Ian Michelle Edmark. Mark and more Michelle. You were just here on Friday. And... I
1: know twice in one week. What a bonus.
0: <laughs> yep. So, of course, we'll take your calls about anything. Again, 800-259-9231. Much to discuss here tonight. We'll start out with uh, the news out of Detroit where things have just not been very good for a while. I'm not sure when exactly it started going downhill for Detroit, but it wasn't just recently. It's, it's kind of been going downhill for, for a while there. Indeed. And of course, with the uh, the economic downturn over the past few years, it's gotten much worse. We reported not too long ago, maybe about a year year back, I would guess, about the one dollar houses, the one dollar houses. Don't forget the
2: six hundred thousand dollar sale of the the football stadium, some sort of
0: dome of some sort, one of those uh, dome like stadiums, the old uh, Detroit. Uh, Lion's Dome was yeah. sold for
2: six hundred thousand dollars at the Nothing. time. I mean it's been a couple of years, but at the time I'm like, you know, that house, the house that's six hundred thousand dollars is like almost in my price range. I mean, you yeah. know, it's just crazy.
0: <laughs> six hundred grand for like a superdome kind of place. Yeah. So there's that, there's the one dollar houses because people people want out. They're they're gone. It's not just that they want out. They are out. And uh, there's just so much on the market. And of course, nobody's moving in. Everybody's moving out. So it's a buyer's market. And the people want to sell them for a dollar simply because they can't afford to pay the property taxes.
1: Isn't that a shame?
0: Oh, they're not yeah. paying the property taxes. I mean, they're just right. letting it go, essentially. Um, and it's been, you know,
2: they wait the three years or whatever, hoping they somebody will take it over for them. But uh, Well, the they,
0: house has been stripped. I remember reading yeah. about the, the mm-hmm. you know, the people will come in and strip it of its copper piping mm-hmm. and strip it of the kitchen sink. Mm-hmm. And really, all you end up getting for a dollar is a shell.
1: The foundation and yeah. a shell. Do you remember the uh, video that went around uh, a year or two ago about the woman who was the sole resident on the street? Uh, This is Detroit? Yes. She had grown up there and then she got married and ended up buying the house across the street. Um, And I guess that was pretty common in that community. You stayed within the residential area that you grew up. And um, she has bars on her windows and her doors. And she has, you know, multiple locks and and, uh, uh, chain link fence around her home. It's a
2: battle zone. Yes. You know, uh, Detroit is... But she couldn't
1: afford to leave. Well here I mean, is yeah, the thing you know she couldn't financially afford to go anywhere, so she was just spending. if your house
2: is worth a buck, where are you going to go
1: mm-hmm.
2: um you know and Detroit is a good example oh,
0: i'd say go anywhere else i mean how can you afford to stay in a place like that well, mm-hmm. if she had some kind of business um you know that right
1: isn't... she's living on a fixed income she's retired she's mm-hmm. like sixty eight years old or something, and mm-hmm. it's terrible,
2: yeah, she just felt like she had no place to go um detroit's a good example of how city government Drives a, um, you know, a municipality into the ground. Detroit was a big city, offered lots of municipal services. Those cost lots of money, not because they were great services, but because governments tend to overpay. And the larger the government, the more they overpay. And Detroit being a, a metro, a huge uh, big city, is going to overpay on a lot. You know, the big dig in Boston is a good example. I don't know specifically that, uh, you know, many of the the, uh, you know, sort of uh, things that go on in Detroit, uh, these boondoggles and, and that kind of thing. But, you know, they've they have basically run themselves into the ground to the point that they're trying to squeeze all their residents. Their residents leave because the jobs have gone elsewhere. I, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't discount the the phenomena that people are moving south. You know, air conditioning's become cheaper than heating, and people are moving more towards the south. They're like, why am I? I don't have to shovel sunshine. Yeah, it's it's hot in Florida, but um, I don't have to shovel the sunshine off the pavement. And you know, so they're picking up and going. But you know, the the these municipal governments drive them out to some extent too. I, I think there's many sure. factors.
1: What about the money that was sent and, and given to the? Big five, the big three, the big whatever—you know—the uh, car industry. Oh,
0: they're probably doing fine. But one <laughs> yeah. industry is not the lifeblood necessarily of a city the big as big not as Detroit. It, yeah.
1: Well, Detroit was—I mean,
0: I mean, it is known—it is known, uh, it is known for its automotive industry, right? but still, you can't survive on. I mean, a city that big is not going to be able to survive. I think most people live outside
2: of the city of Detroit. I think they live in other areas. Um, you know, that, that's just my understanding. I mean, they're selling houses for a buck. That's all you need to know. Right.
0: If the auto uh, <laughs> auto industry could save Detroit, it'd be saved by now, and they're not. And I agree with Mark that certainly the government is the probably the biggest culprit here. Because uh, everybody's experiencing tough times due to the economic downturn. I mean, everybody's using the dollar for the most part, and and that's bad. You know, it's certainly not a good good store of value, and and that's hurting everybody. But uh, some places are being harmed more than others, and some places have bigger and more intrusive government than uh, than others do. And now there's news out of uh, Global Economic Analysis dot blogspot dot com, where Detroit has been bankrupt for years and simply refuses to admit it. Their schools are bankrupt as well. A mere 25% of students graduate from high school in Detroit. Yet yeah. in- 25% of students <laughs> oh graduate God. from high school in Detroit. Not- and how
1: many of those a can disaster. even read or write? I, I, yeah, That's another good question.
2: The, the, what, what you often hear is it's about 20% of students that graduate from public school uh, graduate graduate functionally illiterate. In some places, it's as high as 40. I can only guess that Detroit's probably one of those, those places, but I'd give them 20%, which means that what, I don't know, 18% of the population that graduates uh, that uh,
0: actually... They can't 18-
1: fill out a job application for McDonald's?
3: Yeah,
0: that's nuts. <laughs> not so, that McDonald's is probably selling its locations in Detroit, too. Apparently, in spite of hints and threats from mayors and budget commissions and in spite of common sense talk of bankruptcy, Detroit has not pulled the bankruptcy trigger in a futile attempt to stave off the inevitable one last time. Mayor Bing's latest plan is to cut off city services, including road repairs, police patrols, street lights, and garbage collection. In approximately 20% of Detroit, and actually, here's a better piece from the Wall Street Journal. They link to it here. Uh, more than 20% of Detroit's 139 square miles—it's pretty big—could not go, or excuse me, could go without key municipal services under a new plan being developed for the city. With as few as seven neighborhoods seen as meeting the city's, or excuse me, meriting the city's full resources. Now, I wonder what it would be that would make them decide which neighborhoods would merit merit. The city's resources. Isn't this like a you know a deal? Aren't we supposed to get these services equally? I mean, the government of the people, by the people, and for the people. All except for that other twenty percent over there. I mean, what, what, what I, I criteria? <laughs> what criteria are they using to make these decisions? Those details
2: outline... I think we all know the answer is that uh, the, the neighborhoods the politicians think should get the... Where the, the politicians
1: live.
0: Mm-hmm. I, it's, it's possible. It's <laughs> not the hood, most likely.
2: You know, I found that many uh, municipal workers choose not to live in their neighborhoods, especially police officers, not to live in the, the, the towns with they that they service. That's I true, find this to be a real problem. Um, I think that, you know, if you're... It seems to me, and I don't know exactly why I think this, but it seems to me if a, a worker is going to work for the municipality, that they should live in the
0: municipality. And have to pay the taxes that everybody else has to pay. And have to live with the services
2: that get provided there. Mm. I mean, if you're going to be a, a municipal worker and you don't have to live with the with the kind of work that you dish out, I find that very
0: disturbing. So those details are being outlined, but Detroit planning officials this week Offer the clearest picture yet of how Mayor Dave Bing intends to execute what's become his signature program, reconfiguring Detroit to reflect its declining population and fiscal health. Yet the blueprint still leaves large legal and financial questions unresolved. Until now, the mayor and his staff have spoken mostly in generalities about the problem, stressing the need for community input and pledging to a skeptical public that no resident would be forced to move. But the approach discussed by city officials would have that effect, or could have that effect. Uh, Bing's staff wants to concentrate Detroit's remaining population, expected to be less than 900,000 after this year's census count, and limited local, state, and federal dollars in the most viable swaths of the city. Did he say he wants to concentrate the population in the most viable swaths of the city? Does sound like he said that, doesn't it?
2: He's trying to encourage people to pick up and move from their $1 house to another $1 house? I... That's Are we going
1: to call it like. the ghetto? That's so weird. I mean, really? You And think put people... a cyclone fence
0: around it? It's crazy. Here, we're going to encourage you to move by stopping collecting your garbage and uh, no stopping water. other services. <laughs> you won't be able to get police protection out here. The, the roads. I mean, you're just, yeah. you're road. I mean, this is up north. We're gonna have, They're going to have frost heaves. All right. More coming up here at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. More about a dying city in moments. Detroit, the latest on what's happening there. This is Free Talk Live. You live there? Maybe you've got a comment. It's Free Talk Live.
1: This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Pure Life Water, helping you drink better and live better by providing a zero-calorie alternative to sugary drinks. Visit us at nestle-purelife.us. When kids are playing, they often don't want to stop to keep hydrated. So send them out with a bottle of water and encourage them to take frequent drink breaks or call them inside for a quick sip. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash your family today.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want by dialing in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website. FreeTalkLive.com is the place to go. So enjoy the features that you'll find there completely free. Uh, Again, that's FreeTalkLive.com. You'll find that the Shrine of Female listeners are there with dozens of ladies that have taken the time to send in their validated photo or video to show that they are indeed listeners of this program. You can go to shrine.freetalklive.com to see that. And if you are a lady listener, you can go there and get the details on how to become part of the Shrine. Again, that's shrine.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live is brought to you by SACL CAI, a full-orbed approach to account recovery. They've got it. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early outbilling, and they purchase charged-off receivables. Saquel knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you, so their staff is respectful, and they record every call and have the best equipment money can buy, so your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com. It's right there at the top of the banner column uh, at freetalklive.com. That's Saquel, C-A-I. As we continue, uh, we're going to tell you more about Detroit And what's happening there as the city government planners, the know it all planners that brought you the downfall of the city, uh, will attempt to try to save the city, which, of course, is not going to work because, well, centralized control and decision making tends to be very poor. And then if you combine that with aggressive force, you end up getting all kinds of unintended consequences. So we'll get we'll dig a little further into what their plans are. But first, let's talk to Noel listening in Ohio uh, to WCER in Canton. Hello, Noel.
4: Hi, Uh, I've been listening to you guys for a while. Uh, Some of the smartest stuff on radio, I must admit. Wow, Uh, thanks. I work. I work with a guy, an older fella, who uh, uh, met a woman, moved in with her, and he owned the house. And he was trying to sell it, and somebody went in and took all the copper. Not only just copper, but uh, like uh, wiring and electrical stuff. It was unreal. And now the house is basically unsellable. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, uh, and.
0: Where was this? Was this in Canton? I'm sorry, I missed where you said this was.
4: Oh, uh, in Massillon, like uh, that, Ohio. uh, It's like, yeah, yeah. It's uh, maybe like five miles away from Canton. It's still a big city, though. Hmm. And but uh, talking about Detroit, uh, how you know they want to like shut down 20% of the city. That's right. right. No trash. No. Well, uh, (laughs) I'm a big Trekkie, and I remember an episode of. Deep Space Nine, where they ended up going back in time to San Francisco, and they had these precincts, these sanctuary areas, where they would put that there was uh, you know, no trash, no water. It was old, run-down buildings, and they would basically put all the uh, homeless people and uh, you know lower-class citizens there to literally get them out of sight so that the middle class and the higher-ups would continue living on without actually having to look at all these people and this horror and it just seems to me like this could be one step away from something like that happening.
0: Yeah, Sounds it, like it. It makes
2: you wonder if there are any uh, upper-income people still left in Detroit. <laughs> you know,
4: well, I, yeah.
0: <laughs> there's got to be an enclave in they, there. There somewhere. must be somewhere.
4: Well, that or they're just trying to uh, shut down the city so they can film a new RoboCop and not have
0: to build. <laughs> bed. I have heard they're going to reboot RoboCop. <laughs> so it's entirely possible.
2: So, with this house uh, from your friend who's in Moslin or was a, was in Moslin or whatever, when they took the copper and the wire and the stuff out of it, I mean, obviously, it devalued the the you know it devalued the home a great deal. But is it entirely unsaleable? Does can he just not sell it for anything, or he just can't sell it for enough to get his money back out? So he'd have to reinvest. Um, I mean,
4: it's it, it's it's not even that. Uh... He had a hard time selling it in the first place, mm-hmm. and so then this happened, and it just compounded. You know, now he he's got this house that is devalued, and he can't sell, and he's stuck with it. There's nothing he can do. Yeah,
1: we're going to start seeing Tough a lot scenario. of that, though.
0: It's so sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if he reduced it to real, real cheap, he probably would be able to get rid of it, but. I mean, if he reduced it to a dollar, would he be able to sell it? Yeah.
4: <laughs> I was going to suggest that to him, but I don't know if that's fine.
0: <laughs> well, at some point, at some point, if if it's costing you too much to uh, to keep it, and you you're still paying these property taxes, you just you just have to let it go, right? I mean, otherwise, you're just paying money into the city for what purpose? What's, what's the purpose? I mean, the point of property taxes is to extract money from people and uh, keep them in your, your little system. But if you don't have any property that's actually creating value for you, why on earth would you want to continue paying property taxes for it? I mean, you're like paying rent on a property yeah, that you're it not brings home That very fact that that you don't own the
2: property. In fact, the city owns the property, or the you know, municipality owns the property, whatever it is, and you
0: just pay taxes to them. At that point, just let them take it. I mean, right, then let that, them then take it's theirs. it.
1: There's going to be such a rebellion by people who are going to be sick and tired of having to subsidize these, uh, you know, worse than low rent areas, and um, and I wouldn't want to be living in one of those areas where. I'm sure violence will ensue.
0: Well, I imagine there's already violence there and there are already areas in big cities where the police won't even go. Uh but nonetheless it kind of brings me to the next question of well what will this end up looking like? I mean if the if the government really does start neglecting these areas, what what will happen out there? Uh,
4: well, there's also you know, squatters. Yeah. You know?
2: I would imagine that if it would it would seem it's one of the things I thought about is will it become uh, a free market utopia? Will
0: people? Yeah. <laughs> no, we <it> won't. <laughs> uh,
2: is that people that don't have money for houses might just go there and live in one of these? Uh, you know, it'll keep the rain off. It may not have electricity and plumbing and all these mm-hmm. other things, but it will it will uh, on the Maslow's hierarchy of needs it'll it'll take care it's of shelter area. Yeah. Um, and it makes you wonder. I don't know that Detroit would be the place that I would uh, would want to go because it's it's cold too. If you're if you're homeless, yeah. you can't afford to heat the house.
1: No, but would It'd be nice if the government abstained from from that area and people did go in and and start homesteading it and it everything. It would have to be the and, people that are going in for the right reasons, up. right? I mean, well, it, sure.
0: Right. So, I mean, you want, when you have the, the free market, you want people who understand what the market is and understand what freedom is to create that community. If you've just got people that are that are homeless and looking for a place to uh, to stay and are willing to shank their neighbors for, you know, <laughs> uh, crack rock, then, you know, you're not going to have a, a real wholesome community. So, hey, thanks for the call tonight. I uh, appreciate hearing from you, Noah. Let's talk to Adam in Canada. You're on Free Talk Live with the Inn, Michelle, and Mark. Hello? Adam, you're on the air. What's on your mind today?
5: Uh, yeah. I hear about Detroit having cutting off uh, services to 20% of the cities. You know, it's kind of shocking. I never heard anything like that coming out of American news before. Uh, it reminds me of Greek austerity measures and things they're trying to impose in other countries that are in
0: trouble with the IMF.
5: Um, it sounded a lot like how a ghetto could begin, you know, like they would be setting up ghettos in Detroit or something very slowly.
0: I would imagine ghettos already exist in Detroit.
1: Are you referring to ghettos like the a, German? A German yes, that's what I said earlier. That's what I meant. To, exactly. Oh. Yes, that's what I, right.
0: Concentration camps. Yes. <laughs> I think it's, uh, uh, that's uh, why we'd no, have the cyclone
1: I, fence, you know? Uh,
0: and who would you yeah, be yeah, suggesting would be setting not, that up? The federal government or the city of Detroit?
5: Um. Well, more likely, a think tank would be behind that kind of a measure involved with uh city politics, state politics, and federal politics. but Detroit is a very uh, a planning city for the kind of a Fabian socialist movement i mean it was and it was supposed to be a very 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 wealthy American center, the exact polar opposite of what what it was today uh it's that mi- millions and millions and millions of dollars back in the early century of the nineteen hundreds and onward were pumped into detroit in, in an effort to a Showed that it could be a a model for the socialist uh, movement, which I think you guys probably
0: would have heard about. It's an interesting suggestion, Adam, and thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. A scary one, but interesting nonetheless. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. More on Detroit. And if you've got some observations, you're certainly welcome to share them or bring up anything you want at 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. This is Free Talk Live, you can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free, take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you uh, the features on the site completely free, so uh, enjoy those on us. You'll find features like our news updates. You get over there, sign up. You can follow us via email, Twitter, Facebook, You can take us in whatever way you want it, news.freetalklive.com. And uh, you can also join us at the upcoming Liberty Forum. It's going to be happening in late February the 24th through the 27th. You can go to uh, freestateproject.org slash libertyforum to get more information. Of course, Mark and myself and Michelle, we all moved here uh, to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project and uh, the, one of the things that they do every single year is they have a little convention. And actually, I guess "little" isn't the right word for it. There are hundreds of people that attend this convention. It's one of the most well-attended liberty conventions out there, I think, in the world today. And you can uh, you can join us. We're going to be there broadcasting live. There are going to be big name people there, like Naomi Wolf. Uh, she is a well-known kind of internationally known uh, author. Uh, I guess I think she's a journalist. I don't really know exactly what she does. I just know she's written some really great pieces uh, that are very pro-liberty. She remember the I think it was like the ten signs that were on the road to frat fascism. She wrote that that uh, was very good. And so she'll be one of the the keynote speakers there. Gary Johnson, former uh, governor of New Mexico, outspoken anti-drug war advocate, drug freedom advocate. He's going to be here Johnson. on the state shortly
2: too. Um, Is he? I didn't yeah, know that. In January.
0: So, yeah, he's going to be there. Uh, Jordan Page, who apparently is a, a musical artist of uh, some renown, uh, and a bunch of other folks that are already on the speakers list. Go to freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. Registration is open now, and you can get uh, take advantage of the early bird pricing that is available. It is an absolute blast. Michelle, you were there last year at the Liberty Forum. Was it your first time? It was
1: my first time. That's when I got my first hug from Ian.
0: Oh. I know.
1: It was so exciting. You were, like, terrified. <laughs> But yeah, you've been a good hugger since. And that is, you know, one of the things that I discovered there is like, these are some loving people. And it's so awesome to be, it was so awesome for me to be surrounded by people who are like-minded. I've um, spent, i had spent, you know, basically 30 years kind of in an island uh, philosophically. And, um, and that's a pretty lonely place to be when you're the only one that thinks the way I do, and and I found at Liberty Forum that I was certainly not alone.
0: No, hundreds of other like-minded, liberty-oriented people all hanging out in the same hotel right in the dead of winter uh, in New Hampshire. <laughs> and it is, a, it is a great time. I highly recommend it. Mark, uh, you've been there now, what, four years or something like that? I'm losing track. It's been a while now. All of them. Uh, it's been a lot of fun so far, and so we're looking forward to seeing you there. And of course, as more speakers are announced, we will bring you the information here, but it's, it's already rounding out to be a, a great event, as it always is. Our number here is 800 259 9231, and we're going to continue to tell you a little bit more about what's going on in Detroit. But first, I'm going to take this call here on the Amp Lines. Hello, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Michelle, and Mark.
6: Greetings, folks. This is Dennis. Dennis, Hi, yes. Hello. what's
0: on your mind tonight?
6: Well, I wanted to chat with you guys about some good developments that have been happening on the political front as things shape up with all the free staters that got elected recently.
2: All right. Um, That's good news. I'd like to so, hear it.
6: So, yeah. So you may be aware that there was a person that uh, a lot of the Liberty folks were really hoping would become the Speaker of the House. Yeah. And, uh, Bill O'Brien. Yes, Bill O'Brien. Right. And he is now the Speaker of the House. Right. Now, it turns out one of the things that the Speaker gets to do is they get to create the various committees that exist in the legislature, at least in the House. Hmm. And so uh, Speaker O'Brien has created two committees that did not exist before. There is going to be a committee whose entire sole purpose is to hear petitions for redress of grievances by citizens against their government.
2: Incredible. I mean, so is, you would have even thought that this would uh, would occur. Especially,
0: but what does that mean, though? They can hear the the, the grievance, but does it mean they can do anything about it?
6: They can do anything that the legislature is allowed to do in order to try and rectify the grievance. They can assign monies. Uh, they can, if they wanted to, depose judges. Um, they, they can pretty much do whatever the legislature has power to do, and it turns out this is how the lawmaking apparatus used to work for about the first 40 years of the existence of the state of New Hampshire, that what would happen was people with a problem would come to the legislature, they'd describe their problem, and then the legislature, hearing the problem, would say, okay, the appropriate remedy is to make a law, to get rid of a judge, to force a town to pay someone money in reparation, whatever the situation is. Which is sort of the opposite of what everyone does today, which is we come up with, oh, there ought to be a law, and then you have to dig to find out why.
0: So you're saying that they did this for 40 years in New Hampshire and then they just stopped? Did they just decide they were sick and tired of hearing people's complaints and we're just going to do what we want at this point?
6: Pretty much. Much.
0: I think the reason they stopped that- on the federal level, as my understanding is, is they just got tired of the
2: abolitionists. Uh, apparently, the abolitionists were just making so much noise, trying to get their grievances redressed over and over again, that they just got tired of listening to it, saying the same thing, which is "go away." And um, you know, that's the reason they got rid of redress of grievances on the federal level. I don't know on the state level.
6: Yeah, well, this is going to be a great opportunity for shining the light into the cockroaches. It's going to be a great opportunity for every time. Um, You know, something bad happens to a person by the government, especially. We have this nice, now kind of institutionalized functioning. It's not just a fringe way of doing it, it's a way that will be paid attention to by the media that kind of has to be paid attention to by the governor, the judges, and all those folks. So that's kind of cool, interesting, and fun. I'll be interested
0: to see what happens with that. Well, I have to say I'm interested to see what happens, too, although I'm I'm a little skeptical up front. I mean, having seen what has happened when people have attempted to redress through the governmental system before, for instance, with a particular judge out here uh, in the Keene area who lost his marbles uh, in front of uh, people for no reason whatsoever, uh, one of the local uh, New Hampshire natives actually put in a complaint about that particular judge, and even though he did this on video Footage, And it was clearly uh, outside of the rules of of procedure for what a judge is supposed to do when he's going to charge someone with contempt. You're supposed to warn people first. He didn't do that or anything. He clearly wasn't following his rules. Uh, But the Judicial Conduct Commission or whoever it was that was appealed to basically kicked it back in the person's face saying, yeah, uh, everything's fine with this judge. So you're saying this particular commission would somehow be more likely to do something or what? Exactly. You're, that's pointing up one of the things that I really like about the
6: structure of New Hampshire's government is that it, it's very intentional that the House of Representatives has more power than the other branches do on balance. In your case, they're the, the judicial review people. They were all judges,
3: right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And so
6: there's, the judges are saying the judge did nothing wrong. In this case, it's people elected to the House of Representatives who serve only two-year terms and to very, very small districts, and they're people that, as, as you've learned, it's impossible to get this – until you've lived here, these people who are state reps are just normal people. They're they're your carpenter. They're, you know, someone you can talk to. The taxi
0: driver in town is one. I Uh, mean, many of them aren't professional bureaucrats, is what you're saying.
6: Exactly. And they're people that are really close to the people. So you you get a lot more say in that.
1: Okay, I, I have to stop you right there, because... When you say the people, I just get this like ooh, feeling all over. Um, I don't vote. I, I have voted once in my twenty-something years of having a, the right to vote, and that was for Ron Paul. And and um, when he uh, dropped out, then I voted for Chuck Baldwin just uh, to support Ron Paul, basically. But um, so that's the one and only time I've ever voted, and and um, I, I'll never do it again. And quite frankly, uh, it was simply. To see how I wanted to pro, to promote Ron Paul as, as long as I could, so that's why I voted for him. But I really don't see that government in any way can be the solution for anything. So I appreciate. No, Michelle,
6: what- you are, I would love to have this conversation with Michelle because you're the kind of person that moves to New Hampshire and you're not here. You've moved to New Hampshire, but you have no idea. You're completely clueless. It's like if I were to walk into some I don't know music studio and I don't play any instruments and say, you know what, instruments are. are- you have no idea what you're talking
0: about. I'd like to have you, if you can hang on. Uh, you can talk to Michelle about that. Do you have the time? Yeah, absolutely. All right, more with Great. Dennis here in a moment. And I'm wondering, Michelle, what would it take to get you to vote? Are there criteria that uh, could be clearly there's no, some level of criteria could be accepted by you? Calling to,
2: Clueless is probably not one of them. coming <laughs> up here.
0: 800-259-9231. You can take control. Bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live
7: thousands of years ago from the time of moses to the time of alexander the great julius caesar and beyond trustedcoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic greek biblical roman and byzantine ancient coins all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert Ilya Slobin. transport yourself to the distant past now at trustedcoins.com
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and you can... Enjoy the various features that we have there. We've got the listening options, which allow you to call in. Uh, We've got our our listen lines. You can call in from any phone. You can uh, dial long distance. You can listen that way. Of course, broadband and dial-up streams available for you around the clock, 24 hours a day. uh, 24 hours a day also on the listen lines. Our webcam is there. The satellite feed, as well as 84 radio stations from coast to coast that carry the show various times during the week. You can get all the details at listen.freetalklive.com. com And Mark, if you want to get the latest uh, in Liberty News, our website's pretty good at FreetalkLive.com, but there's another great website out there, too.
2: FreedomsPhoenix.com. They're uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what the readers of FreedomsPhoenix.com get every day. They are constantly provided with the detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and a relationship that we all have with coercive governments. FreedomsPhoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go now to freedomsphoenix.com and sign up for their free daily dispatch. It's freedomsphoenix.com.
0: All right, we've got Dennis on the line here, and he is one of the people, like the three of us that are on the show tonight, that moved to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. And there's a little bit of conflict going on between uh, Dennis and Michelle right now. Michelle, you had made a statement during the last segment, something to the effect of the last time, the only time that you voted in your adult life. Of twenty uh, something years is uh, in uh, two thousand eight for Ron Paul, correct, and that you will never do it again. And did you Dennis... see
3: that? Yes. Yep, that's okay. right.
0: And that and Dennis is still on the line with this year. And Dennis is one of the more active uh, folks in the political side of things. And and uh, in the beginning, when I made the move here, I had similar thoughts as as uh, Michelle I was I was pretty burnt out on politics and and Dennis I told you you're going to have to prove yourself and you know prove that politics is possible here in New Hampshire because I was I was pretty set on that it was a total waste of time And I think you've, you know, pretty much proven it at this point. I mean, we haven't had a a giant government rollback yet, but things have happened here in New Hampshire in four years, the four years I've been here, that never have happened for the Libertarian Party across the entire country. Like, the aggregate of all of the Libertarian Parties across the country could only imagine they uh, would have, you know, had the, the success that the, the liberty-minded people here are having, uh, specifically the free staters and some of the other liberty-oriented uh, so-called representatives. So you, you combine the electoral success that you had uh, we had this year with about a dozen free staters being elected, around 100 uh, highly-rated, liberty-rated uh, so-called representatives being elected, and you combine that with the fact that already we had one free stater, pr- uh, pr- I guess, put forth some legislation last year that repealed the entire uh, or maybe it was earlier this year repealed the ban on carrying knives, so now it's completely legal to carry a knife, uh, any old sort of knife, switchblade, whatever, butterfly knife uh, here in New Hampshire. So that's that's an increase in liberty uh, in that particular aspect, and it was done by a uh, somebody who moved here as part of the Free State Project. So again, you know, kudos to you on that one, Dennis, uh, for. I think, proving your case to me, but I, you were saying that you thought Michelle didn't know what she was talking about. and I think he called me clueless. <laughs> so I wanted yes, to... That's maybe
1: exactly God, I just are. love that's those ad hominems, buddy. They're logical fallacies. Why don't you, instead of calling me names, why don't you pick a topic and, and let's have a discussion that's civil. Well,
6: that's what I was attempting to do. So you, you start
1: Before off or after you subject. called me clueless. clueless.
6: Right. You start off on any subject. Clueless. Until you learn, until you get experience and information, you're rather presumptuous in, in case,
1: to think that I'm I'm clueless about something. What is it about politics? About New Hampshire? You didn't specify well, about the process. So, yeah. So. Yeah. The, what? The <laughs> I'm
6: getting <kidding laughs> to it. So look, you have not been in a situation till now, until coming to New Hampshire, where the people that get elected are actually going to listen to you, and it's going to mean anything to them, whatever you say, right? Anyone that you talk to, say U.S. Congress or President, as if you're going to talk to any presidential candidates from Civil Rights, right? Um, they're they're not really there to listen to your concerns, and you're going to have zero chance of maybe changing their political philosophy. And that's not the case here.
1: Okay, actually, if I, Dennis, if I could interject something. Um, the people that are voted into office are ethically supposed to represent their constituents. So it's a majority uh, over the minority. So if the majority within their um, area, their constituency there, want X, they are morally obligated by the oath that they swore to represent those people to pursue no, that. And about, that's, I, I that,
6: that, that's something completely different from what I'm seeing. It's completely different from what I talk to and I talk to the rest. The reason that you're clueless is that you have not spent any time, any significant time, surely, talking to the people who are elected representatives. And I have to start off by saying Keene doesn't count because the representatives from Keene are both annoying and horribly status, and the very worst out of all. You call that we people have.
1: names an awful, uh, an awful lot, you know, status, clueless.
6: <laughs> have you talked to Representative Weed or Representative Robertson from Keene? They are status. They're horrible. They're communists. They're very bad men. Um,
1: Can you tell me how, it how is it moral for you to assign somebody over me to make rules for me? See, here's the thing. You've no, how is, how is that moral? How is that moral? How is that moral?
6: I just I asked it's you a question. Not, it's not moral. Did that answer your question? It's not moral. You've spent several years now having your sense of self-worth be largely um, based on your ability to talk to yourself about how evil the democratic system is and you 're right
1: democracy is fundamentally no actually evil. Dennis, I realized when I was twelve years old and I was elected president to my sixth grade class um, that that process didn't work when I was my class was supposed to be supporting the Dodgers and um, the class across the hall was supporting the Yankees and we were to have whatever team won the World Series was to have an ice cream social and the other class was supposed to clean up and our class our class lost and so we were supposed to clean up for the other class and I was given the option to provide ice cream for everyone. Doesn't that sound familiar? We could, everyone can have ice cream. It doesn't matter who won or what was right or what was the agreed to contract. We'll just give it to everybody and then no one has to lose. And I said, no, because we made this agreement. So I was tossed out of office and the person who was, who suggested that everyone get to have the ice cream was Robbie Elder was, was put in my place. And so at that point, so that was 31 years ago. So no, I haven't just been thinking about this for 10 years, but good try. Go on.
6: No, so you're right. It's fundamentally unethical. It's fundamentally immoral. I'm not but interested in being mean, fundamentally, fundamentally unethical or immoral. You're telling yourself over and over again how evil and immoral it is and sort of building up an almost self-hypnosis about the nature of the people that enter into the process. So much so that I would, I would aver, and this was the case for me, too. The first time that I'm talking to reps or I'm sitting in some committee meeting, it's almost like they are in enemy territory. These are bad people. You get this weird vibe, I don't like this, I'm uncomfortable, because you're telling yourself that over and over again, and you have been for years, that it's immoral, it's improper, it's unjust. And if you can clear away all that baggage from your mind and get down to, these are people who really want to make a difference and who got involved but who are horribly misguided and don't have a good, firm, philosophical base like you and I do. If you can get past all that baggage and get to the point where you're having a real, meaningful conversation from one person to another person, and I suspect you're very good at that, if you can clear away the baggage, you'll find that a lot of these people largely do get it. And, of course, then there's the dozen or so free state project members who've been elected and who already got it before they got elected. And I don't think they suddenly became evil the moment they got elected.
2: So let me give it a shot here. Um, uh, let me let me give this a shot explaining it to uh, Michelle if I may, um, Dennis. The, because of the nature of the fact that there are 400 reps for 1.3 million people in the state of New Hampshire, everybody rep- the representatives represent about 2,000 people apiece. I'm not exactly sure of the numbers, but I know what it is in my area, and what that results in is that they're much more connected. In most states, you're talking about a representative representing tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people, so they really do discount the things that you say. A representative represents fewer people, has to pay more attention to the things that um, an individual says. So, New Hampshire, maybe um, the democratic system isn't ethically the right way to go about getting more liberty for people, but it is the only way to go about getting more liberty for people that seems to have a practical application in the real world world and I live quite freely thank you I I, I understand. I want you to live freely. <laughs> However, I know that the the government is after you. You know, and th- no, like that has a certain get me. That I, I I understand where you're coming from, but I you know I I still concern for other people's soul.
0: freedom. Like uh, you know, even though I live pretty freely, there yes. are still some things that I can't do. And and Dennis, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You never did answer the question, Michelle, because you were in, into it with Dennis. There, uh, you know, if there are any criteria that would Uh, get you to actually vote for somebody. So uh, we want to find that out here in a little bit. Okay. Uh, 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Hour number two is coming up. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live.
7: You know the Constitution like the back of your hand. You've read books, listened to podcasts, attended lectures, surfed websites, and watched videos. You've made liberty your life's goal, but something seems to be missing. Stickers from libertystickers.com. Exercise your freedom of speech with the world's most dangerous bumper stickers. That's libertystickers.com. But wait.
0: Free Talk Live. We're launching into the second hour of the program. You can take control of the airwaves, dial in toll-free and bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That number is brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site totally free, so enjoy those. Uh, on us again freetalklive.com main feature of the site actually allows you to create the content everything you see there in the main column of the front page was created by listeners like you as you're surfing around the web you find something interesting you want us to know about you want other listeners to know about you submit it to the site and then everybody can vote on whether they like or dislike your suggestion so go and get interactive and create the content for the site at freetalklive.com and thanks for doing that Uh, also coming up we'll tell you about how to vote for free talk live uh, this year in the podcast awards so stay tuned for that too uh, but uh, your calls are certainly welcome. You can bring up whatever you want. Michelle, I want to come back to the question here in a little bit, uh, but we're going to go to the phones first. The question is, uh, well, you said last hour that you'll never vote again. And I'm wondering if
1: I lied. I voted for Free Talk Live.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll come back with the, the voting, voting. and <laughs> elections. <laughs> right. The voting dis- uh, discussion here in a moment with Michelle. Uh, but first to Jermaine listening in Utah. Jermaine, you're on Free Talk Live with me, Michelle and Mark.
8: Hi, how's it going?
0: Hey, Jermaine, what's on your mind tonight?
8: Well, I was listening to your show last week. I think it was the three of you were on it talking about the one-child policy.
3: Mm-hmm.
8: <laughs> and uh, and I think it was Michelle that mentioned uh, Bill Gates should just stop vaccinating. Vaccinating people. Africa, yeah. <laughs> right. I thought that was kind of interesting because I caught a video on YouTube recently And uh, Bill Gates is giving a presentation on CO2 and global warming, and he has this equation. It's something like CO2 equals people times services times energy per service times CO2 per energy unit, or something like that. (laughs) And he says we need to get CO2 down to zero or almost zero, and he says if you know your algebra, then you know one of these variables has to be almost zero, And as he says that, the P in the equation for people or population is highlighted on the screen behind him, and people in the crowd kind of chuckle. But um, he says, and I I can almost quote, um, now if we do a really great job with new vaccines, health care, and health reproductive services, we can lower that variable by 10 or 15 percent.
0: Talking about people... You mean.
8: talking about people right if we do a great job with vaccines we can lower the population by 10 or 15 percent
0: do you think that's what anyway. he was talking like was he in- intentionally talking about people or was that like a mistake
8: no it, it's it's very clear if you google bill gates vaccination population you can come across the video but he made it very clear that's that's what he was talking about and, that's what he was trying to lower. He 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 started out by saying the population is 6.8 billion is it going to be 9 billion and then uh and then he makes that statement right afterwards.
0: Interesting. Creepy. Thanks for the call Jermaine. Got to let you go. Weird talk back coming from your phone there. Thanks. 800-259-9231. It's interesting that he's, you know, doing this vaccination thing um and at the same time
2: uh, you know wanting People to have fewer children, you know it's it, it it's interesting, I mean, you want to save people, obviously people that live have children, people that don't live don't have children well
0: this is this discussion coming on the footsteps of our discussion as he mentioned last week about Ted Turner, who's this huge media mogul guy coming out and saying that he thinks that uh that people should be restricted to having one child, pretty crazy stuff, very dystopian uh craziness is what it, it's just hard to describe the the madness behind. Thinking that you know best how many children people should have, the, the hubris of the, the mindset that it would take to believe that, uh, that you would be able to decide that you know what an appropriate uh, level of family planning is and how many kids everybody should have. It's very, very strange and very creepy and scary. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's bizarre stuff. So let's get back to the voting discussion. Then we have to get back to Detroit uh, because we never really even began to scratch the surface on what's happening there. Uh, But I was still interested, Michelle, in getting your response to the question of, well, what would it take to get you to vote again? Is it even possible? Are there a set of criteria by which you would say, oh, well, now I think I could vote again, like I could accept doing that because you're pretty vehemently against it.
1: For myself, there is not a single criterion that would cause me to
0: vote. Why is that?
1: Because I simply do not think that I have the moral right to to elect somebody to govern you. I am an absolute proponent for self-government. Personally, for me, and we've talked about the fact that I'm a Christian, I ascribe to theocracy for myself. You know, there might be something that I may want to do or whatever, but I you know, as, as I understand God, I, I submit myself to that. So maybe I'm nice to people that I don't like so
0: <laughs> or, why or something, voting, you know, but why,
1: so, why d- so self-government, I believe in self-government as far as
0: me too. But why does voting uh, necessarily mean that you're attempting to impose a way on someone else?
1: Well, I, if I'm voting, then I'm hoping that a partic- particular person is going to be elected. Right. So I'm condoning that person, uh, overseeing or, or making legislation
0: over I you I, I don't know if i really feel like it's a condoning of anything like that i think that uh, the idea behind it for me at least is that i can see that this I agree with you that the system sucks and that i'm not a, you know i don't like democracy and i don't want to rule over anybody else i don't have those desires not democracy and uh, and i that's not democracy. Represent, d-
1: d- representation, right? D- d- yeah. In a
2: democracy, you do not le- elect people to rule whatever, over. Whatever,
0: you. Mark, you know what I mean. It's okay. democracy, republic. It's all people ruling over other people. Whatever way you want to slice it, um, I understand the subtleties of what okay. of what you're saying. And I used to be all that, well, it's a republic, as though that meant anything significantly different. It just means you're democratically electing people to rule over you rather than having the mob rule hey, directly. I
1: don't, I don't have a problem with other people. If they would like to form alliances and create governments for themselves and, and vote, go ahead. You notice I didn't tell Dennis Goddard that I thought he was an idiot or clueless. No, no, or, I, I noticed. that he ought not to do what he was doing. I simply, as long as I can opt out... But you can't and say no.
0: But you can't opt out.
1: Do you say I cannot?
0: No, they've got a cage. They'll put you in if you don't. Uh, they'll you know take away take away your home if you don't pay property tax.
1: Well, that's why I sold both my homes. Yeah, and but you I still
0: rent. you still by renting you're still paying property. That tax.
1: I, well, see, I disagree with that simply because say my rent is a thousand dollars and the mortgage is twelve hundred. I guarantee you that 4000 is going to the bank. It's not going to a, I understand what you I understand
0: what you're saying, but in so, general renters are paying the uh, property, property tax.
1: I never paid property tax and I owned homes for 10 years, 11 years. But the, I, the,
0: the the landlords
2: of the homes that you live in uh, I are was paid. a
1: landlord. I didn't pay property tax. So I don't know what they really? do. Yes, I don't know what they do. I haven't paid capital gains well, property Well, that's tax, like voting and income saying income. I don't
2: know what they do at the ballot. Come on. I mean, you know what they do. <laughs> the, I happen to the, know the that... The vast majority of landowners pay their property taxes. Otherwise, they don't own their land for long.
1: The person from whom I rent right now, it, um, my rent does not meet their mortgage.
2: Uh, it, that, you know, that happens in the marketplace. It's, it's certainly true. But, um, you know...
0: if Sometimes property taxes are built into a mortgage as well. So that you still may be paying a, a portion of the property money's tax. Money's fungible. But,
1: so, so that's just... I guess what I'm saying is that is... Um, That's my choice. Right. To not participate in the process.
0: Sure. Of course it is. Right. But uh, would it bother you at all if uh, there was a situation in which. All right. Because my concern is that, like, I get what you're saying. I'm living free. I'm living as free as I can. And I can live pretty darn free. And if people leave me alone, then that's great. Uh, there are lots of ways in which they won't leave you alone. They'll continue to uh, to come after you, and if they're not coming after you, there's a good chance they might be coming after you, your friends or your family members. And when that when those things uh, happen to you, and there's there's just not enough people out there, Michelle, who are willing to stop paying property taxes, and there aren't. Maybe someday we'll get to that point, uh, but right now there aren't enough people that are willing to stop paying, uh, and there aren't very many people willing to stop obeying most people are going to go along to get along and they're going to obey whatever stupid arbitrary laws are put on the books and you could say to yourself well that's fine if that's what they want then that's what they should have but there are a lot of people who don't want that it's that they don't have the courage to say no they don't have the you know the gumption within them to so i have
1: the courage to, stand to say up. no but i should start saying Yes, yeah, so that. What? I'm not
2: suggesting you do anything. <laughs> I'm I'm questioning your motives, and um, you know, I've got I've I've got an, a you know another question for you. Um, you know, you can you can do
0: as you said whatever you wish with your time if you want. Do you vote, both vote? Boat? Yeah, I I have voted. Yeah, just Recently. you
1: voted for Andrew Carroll, right?
0: That's right. A free yeah. state project participant. More coming up mm-hmm. here. You can take control. Bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live
8: bitcoinsback.com support an alternative currency and also get 5% back when you shop on online retailers such as Amazon and Fishpond that's bitcoinsback.com b-i-t-c-o-i-n-s-b-a-c-k dot com live after every Friday edition of Free Talk Live on the Liberty Radio Network at LRN.fm and found anytime at freeozradio.com that's freeozradio.com.
0: Talk Live, you can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features you'll find there totally free. We've got the Wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you. we will get you there. That's Wiki dot freetalklive dot com. Ever, ever, have you
2: ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no cost turnkey setup for you. Get paid, and you can promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high priced rounds. You can check them out at Dell dot com. Get a hold of Karen there and get started. Dell Valley dot com. There was a uh, tragedy in in Karen's family last week. Her daughter was let uh, murdered by a, a serial strangler in um, Pennsylvania there's a fund there that you can help with her granddaughter like a trust fund i'm going to be donating to the, maybe i've i think we sent a check in already so i'm not i'm not entirely certain whether it's going to be this week or was last week that we donated my wife takes care of the money but uh, you can get involved too at delvalleysilver.com
0: didn't we set up a, a donation link mark
2: Oh, yeah. It's it's gift.freetalklive.com. Thank you very much for that, mm-hmm. uh, Ian. It's called gift.freetalklive.com.
1: She's a lovely girl. Very uh, the, sweet. Beautiful smile. A little granddaughter? She has a daughter. yeah, yeah. Five years old.
0: All right. So uh, our number here, 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. Talking about voting... And Mark, you had a question for Michelle. Uh, you didn't well, quite have your to
1: turn hear. to beat up on me now. Come I, on.
0: I hope I, I hope I not. I don't.
2: I hope it's not portrayed as I'm beating up on you. So um, you know, you've suggested, and I've heard the rhetoric before. Maybe you haven't used this exact rhetoric, but that uh, you know, the state is institutionalized violence. Why would I uh, you know v- use a vote in order to uh, have institutionalized violence set upon another individual, which is essentially what the government does. You know, it finds groups of people it, it wants to go after for what reason, some In some cases, it's all of us. And, um, you know, they 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 use violence to get what they want, threats and that kind of thing. And I totally get that idea that you don't want to use violence to uh, send the government after other people. However, um, I think we would both agree that, you know, for instance, that the state's really a tool um, that. You know, for instance, if you're locked in a room with uh, some people and uh, you know that uh, those other people are going to use that gun if they get a hold of that's sitting in the middle of the floor uh, against me and my family, that maybe you would scramble for the gun, too, in order to get it away from the people who would use it to... Uh, you know, be more threatening towards the rest of the group. And that's the way I view voting. I view voting as self-defense. Um, you know, I don't want taxes and things set upon me and my family, and I don't want them on other people's family either. That's the reason that I choose to vote. And uh, what I would hope for is some friends to help me out. Um, you know, okay.
1: Th- Do you believe in taxation with that representation?
2: I think that taxation is theft whether you have representation or not.
1: Well, Ought I to be representative? if I'm not paying taxes.
2: Should you be representative? I I don't know that it really matters. Um, I think I mean that I don't
1: I don't participate in that process. You I don't, don't participate pay... in
0: that process. You but paid taxes the other of, night at the at dinner we had yeah. last night. The
1: state. So I thought we were talking about federal government. Well, and then let's like no, no no we're talking about voting. I'm talking for about New voting. General, I don't care yes. whether you're
2: talking about the the town meeting or um the, you know the presidency. Mm-hmm. I agree. I don't recommend the, voting for the feds. I don't think the, the a higher you that. go up the the ladder. Mm-hmm. The less your vote counts. So I can totally get the argument that it is a statistically insignificant act to vote for the president. If I were to be able to retract my vote for president and vote for the um, for somebody else, it wouldn't matter because of the way the votes came down in New Hampshire. The same people would have won. The same people would have lost and it wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't so have I,
0: mattered even if somebody different It just still have well, a warmongering. But a hole.
2: But what I'm trying to point out is my vote really didn't matter in pres- in the presidency. It wouldn't have changed the person at all. Um, and no, so, I'm sorry,
0: Michelle, we haven't been talking really about federal voting at all here. We've been, been talking about more. We just only
1: talked about state.
0: Local, yeah, yeah in New Hampshire, more where local you get. As, as Mark pointed out, in New Hampshire, it's incredibly local compared to a lot of, even the state government is much more localized compared to right. uh, the other governments. And,
1: you know, we talk about uh, the Free State Project, and, and I'm not sure how, it, how it's perceived by people outside, but within the Free State Project, there is a spectrum. And, sure. you know, I um, I had Thanksgiving with the Lawlesses, and Chris Lawless is a selectman, and, and he's involved in, in getting people elected and things. And, and so within that spectrum, I would say he's maybe at one end, and maybe I'm at the other end. And there's really room for all... I totally agree that with that spectrum.
2: I, I You know, the, the, if, if it sounds like I'm saying that there's two groups here and there's a schism <laughs> and one, one of the groups bad, bad people. It's not true because, right? um, you know, I, I would I could be convinced that voting is immoral. If I could be convinced, I would choose not to do it. I will not do something that I think is immoral in that fashion. But I am not at this point up to this point convinced. So what I'm doing is I'm challenging your beliefs in order to find out what's true for me and if in the process you can find out something that's true for you, mm-hmm. I'm I'm for it. So but you mentioned when, the, I'd I'd like to, I've got one more analogy. I was at a prison. I, I,
1: I love it that you love analogies because <laughs> I get those.
2: <laughs> I was at a prison. I was not housed at this one. A friend was, and on this prison they had instead of a fence a line drawn in the in the, uh, the on the ground in the concrete, and. If you cross the line, instead of a fence you didn't it it took nothing to cross the line. But if you'd cross the line the, the friendly and competent state workers uh that were armed there would show you deep, rich, beautiful shades of red and pink that you didn't realize were housed within you. And <laughs> they um so in fact, it took nothing to act to be free, but there were consequences and many and and the and all of the people who were housed within chose not to cross the line now um the state isn't as competent uh, and the line isn't as clear in uh in when you're talking about voting and all you know the the whole governmental apparatus and some people can choose to be more free than others can choose to be but the fact is there are lines and the government will come and uh, and and do things for you. But if you were to change the rules that says the line isn't there, suddenly everybody would wander about freely. And what I'm saying is, is that we can move some of these lines to the point that other people have more freedom, free people that are within the circle and can't and choose great. not to step out because they, they find it dangerous.
1: OK, great. So if you feel called to lead people in that direction to participate in that then that's great. And so I'm coming at it from a different angle and maybe I will lead or encourage people to do that. And and so by working together in conjunction, even though we're actually approaching it from a different angle, we are both essentially working to... I'm working to eradicate the state. You're working to limit it.
2: I don't know that, um, I don't know that our, our, our you know, goals are that much different. I, I don't, um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, a person should be able to opt out of the governmental process um, that I, th- I think is best for me. So if they can choose to opt out, then I think we want the same thing. Isn't that mm-hmm. so?
1: If they can choose to opt out. Correct.
0: Right. So, so actually, we want the same stuff. Well, OK. Well, wait a minute. I mean, you mentioned uh, Chris Lawless, who we've had on this show before. He was the organizer of the Liberty Forum last year. And yes. he's, he's not organizing it this year, but he did it for three years in a row and did a great job. I think it was three years. And so you had dinner with him. Clearly, you're on good terms with him. Yes. And you uh, you mentioned that he is a selectman, which is like essentially the town counselor position here in, in New Hampshire. That's basically what that means. It's more work than it is power. And well, but it is uh, a political position and they can do things. And, you know, so I I guess my question is, uh, would you prefer to see somebody like Chris in a position like that, even though it is power and all of that? Or would you prefer to see a sadistic, uh, you know, communist in that position?
1: That's called the false dilemma.
0: No, it's not. It's a very <laughs> realistic choice that you it's were likely. It's one or the other. Uh, would you like to see some in power in uh, other towns
2: right near, right, right here in Keeney? Somebody King, ran in, in, against in him.
0: Somebody ran against him who was likely in favor of greater control over other people's lives. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. When it comes to potential police abuse, the most important place to protect yourself is while driving. Freedomcam.net has a groundbreaking new product that gives you the best all-around protection. The The GPS Black Box Box Dash Dash Cam. Cam. This easy to use unit has video cameras recording all around and inside your vehicle. It also has a built in microphone and GPS navigation, which records your driving route and speed. For traffic stops, accidents, and all other driving incidents, protect yourself with the ultimate witness at freedomcam.net. Is Free Talk Live. Bring up whatever you want by dialing in toll free at 800 259 9231. Yeah, we're rehashing the voting conversation, but we've never had it with Michelle before. 1 800 259 9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com, and you can enjoy the features there free, including our mobile site. You got a smartphone? Just punch up m.freetalklive.com for quick access to our streams, our podcast. Go to m.freetalklive.com. Are you on any medications? Are you getting your meds at a local pharmacy?
2: If you are, you're likely paying more than you have to. There's a better way. Discount Prescription Services will get you your meds at discounts as high as 70% off. And they'll deliver them right to your door. All you have to do is go to meds.freetalklive.com. You can click on Become a Member there on the left-hand side of the page. Their customer service is excellent. I've gone through the process. They'll walk you through every step of the way. And you'll save big time. It's meds.freetalklive.com.
0: We're talking about voting and also different approaches to achieving liberty in our lifetime because I happen to think that voting is still the most ineffective way to uh, to achieve liberty. However, the methods I believe are the most effective are the least likely to be a- adopted by most people. That's the the paradox that, uh, that I've found to be the case here in New Hampshire so far. I moved up here um, back in 2006 because I was frustrated with – uh, activism opportunities down south i'd spent my life living in florida and i moved here to new hampshire and i was pretty burned out on the idea of the uh, the political system at that point i was very excited about civil disobedience and Non-cooperation. I saw that happening up here in New Hampshire, which I'd never seen happen before in the Liberty Movement, and that was the, that was the real draw that got me here. It wasn't because of the representatives, it wasn't because of the the voting, or it wasn't because of anything that was going on. In fact, there wasn't really anything of significance to point to as far as political success four years ago. Yeah, um, you know, there were a couple a couple of elected individuals. No, not four years ago. I don't think so. Joe Winters was in. I know that much. No, not when not not uh, he was elected after we moved here. I don't believe that's I think the case. you're wrong about that. You okay. might want to double check. Um, but uh, so I moved up here and it was because of the disobedience. And I thought, man, this this is the key. This is a, a major factor to to achieving liberty in our lifetime. I still believe it's an important a very important factor. But Unfortunately, most people just aren't going to get on board, and maybe someday that'll change, Michelle, and I hope that maybe you can be uh, a significant factor in helping that happen. But from what I've seen, uh, even people within the liberty movement that understand uh, freedom and understand the viability of things like civil disobedience and, and non-cooperation, which is a, a very also powerful form of, uh, of you know, working toward change, that's kind of when they come after you, you don't do what they they demand of you. Uh, I think that those things could still be very powerful, but i just don 't see people adopting them i don 't see them embracing them i don 't see them uh, doing anything to you know to really move those uh, those ideas forward. There are a few key people up here that have gotten involved in civil disobedience, and that 's great i 've been one of those people that has has gotten myself involved in it, and you know we 're all going to end up spending some time in jail as a result of doing the things that we 've done and And maybe that's going to help get more people up here. And that's kind of the hope is that the civil disobedience will attract more people here to get active and and do more things. But I don't see any significant groundswell of uh, civil disobedience leading to any significant change. I mean, we had a real great success story with the – uh, with the, the smokeouts, the the 420 right. celebrations that were going on here, and the nightcaps as well, where people were openly doing things that were civil disobedience, like open uh, container, open marijuana, that kind of thing. And that was a major success in that we created essentially a demilitarized zone where the police left us alone. And that's great, but that doesn't mean they left everyone else alone. That doesn't mean that that same night that we were out enjoying our time in the park, and you were there for a number of these, Michelle, yes. uh, that same those same nights that we were out doesn't mean the police weren't going down the road, pulling somebody over, searching their car, and then taking them to jail because they found a joint. Now, I'm not saying that happens all the time, but it does happen. Uh, That that does happen. And then people are being victimized, whether or not we're doing civil disobedience. And I'm I understand that you can you can brush that off by saying, well, if people want to be ruled, then that's fine. They can be ruled. But many of the people that are being arrested for drugs don't want to be arrested for drugs. And the only way they're going to stop being arrested for drugs that I can see in the near future – uh, you know, beyond some mass acceptance of non-cooperation where the cl- the court systems get clogged up with people and they have to stop prosecuting uh, drug crimes would be to change things through the system to where these legislator types tell the police people to stop enforcing these uh, these bad, you know, these bad laws. Or some repeal of the police the in
2: California or- don't even care if those are the laws. I mean, they've they've come, they came out and said with uh, the the most recent proposition that would have legalized marijuana, they said, we're going to continue to enforce what we want to enforce.
0: So then you get down to a situation, I realize I'm going on here, but then you get down to a situation <laughs> Just like...
1: Just tell me when I can talk.
0: Yeah. Well, like you've got... It, I'm, co- I'm coming back around to can where I was a moment ago with uh, with a free stater who you mentioned was a uh, selectman. Yes. Now, the people in these roles typically have the ability to do things like hire a police captain or uh, to, to select that person, whoever that job's going to be. So like here in Keene, the city council, they're in charge of all of the bureaucrats. So so they can say, this police chief, he's out of here. We're bringing this guy in. So somebody like uh, Chris Lawless, who is this selectman that you mentioned, who you're friendly with, uh, but you wouldn't vote for if, let's say, he gets voted in and or, or he's in an election where if he's elected, they'll have enough people on the city council or the town council to replace this power-monger, sicko-freak, uh, sadist police chief – With somebody like a Brad Jardis, who is a member of law enforcement against prohibition or somebody who is going to their first day as police chief is going to say, all right, boys, no more enforcing the drug laws. They wouldn't even have to change the laws. This cop could just say, this is not what we do in the, in this department. We don't enforce these bad or laws. Or it's the lowest priority, I think, is the, the way you're saying it. Well, that's, a, that's a chicken S way to do it. But any any police chief could make that statement, Mark. They could simply say, yeah. no, we're not going to. We have discretion, and we're not going to enforce these laws. So you get into this, uh, this fictitious scenario here, which could be real, because we've seen elections won and lost by one vote, where Chris Lawless, let's say you lived in his district— and Chris Lawless loses the election because you didn't turn out and vote. You'd mentioned it's during the, all
1: my fault. You'd
0: mentioned during not no, it's not all your fault you somebody because somebody else could have voted. I didn't vote well, there's you. lots of people that don't go, and but vote. you could have gone and voted, and you could have turned that election around. But you said during the break that it, a little piece of you would die inside if you went and voted, and that's why you don't vote.
1: No, I didn't say a little piece of me would die inside if I voted. I said I feel that if I were to compromise my moral beliefs than a little piece by of by voting compromise well, your moral in, beliefs in, by any, voting. in any way
0: right so um, that a little piece of you would die inside yeah. so knowing that and looking, there'd be
1: less of me to you know be a feisty feisty. and last. we certainly
0: don't want any less of you there's no doubt <laughs> um, but then you've got a situation where this person who could have changed the face of the aggressiveness of government sure they're still going to attack sure they're still doing terrible things in general but this person could have brought on a new police chief to stop enforcing the war on drugs to to actually help the you know the, the, these people that have gone to jail would not have to go to jail. How many people over the next two years during that next election cycle will end up being arrested and have their lives ruined because this Would've, sadistic police chief that continued person, on that sadist, would you, would you have a piece of you die inside that, as a result of that
1: no, that sadist that um, was voted in. What coulda, shoulda, he could very well, he or she could very well go, oh, it was such a close race, I need to moderate some of my views yeah, if I want to be elected again. <laughs> or we see it in election after election. Or what happens if, like, for example, I know he wasn't elected and voted in, but uh, uh, someone who we all know is Alan Greenspan. He radically changed his uh, his beliefs on the gold standard. Yeah, he and used to be in favor money. of gold. Yeah. right. Mm-hmm. So, so, in the same if you apply that same thing to a elected official, their minds can be changed either way, and you know, I have proposed that loving people to liberty is very effective, and I really don't see how me voting for somebody to to make rules for you and I to abide by is in any way so it wouldn't loving bother you.
0: you wouldn't bother you if uh, another hundred maybe two hundred and fifty people in your town were put in a jail cell during the next two years because of this sadistic police chief that could have been replaced had somebody actually gone out and voted for the liberty oh candidate God. that wouldn't bug you at all I mean,
1: you- taking my words and twisting them. no you, you're
0: saying you won't vote and your vote could have thrown this election in the favor of somebody who would use less aggression against the people for me that's worthwhile to for me to to see that possibility of people who normally will not do anything for themselves they will not stand up they, they will not disobey the they will not refuse to pay they will obey they will jump through the hoops do you
1: have cd evolution fundraisers
0: CityEvolution.org. Yep. Uh, no, do, we, you
1: ha- do you have fundraisers for that? Do we uh, have? No, do, do you? You've done I that do. are yes. coming That's up Right. I do give about.
0: Talk Live, and you can bring up what you want. Dial in toll free at 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You can take control of these airwaves or bring up anything. And don't forget, you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We could use your assistance. It is that time of year. It is the Podcast Awards time. In fact, they're going on for another few days, going through the 15th through the end of the night. On the 15th, you'll have another couple chances to vote. You can vote every 24 hours between now and then. So please take a moment and go to podcastawards.com. Scroll down to the politics slash news category. Select Free Talk Live. And there are also some of our other liberty-oriented friendly shows in the other categories like Freedom Main Radio, School Sucks, and The Pirates of Savannah. Uh you can select those if you know or are familiar with them as well. But uh, definitely, the very bare minimum, vote for Free Talk Live in the podcast slash news category at podcastawards.com. All you have to do is fill out the quick form down at the bottom with your name and email. Click Submit. They'll send you a verification email. You click the link inside that, and you are done. It is a quick process, and it makes a big difference for us. We are yes, up against some heavy competition this year. The, the the guys that won last year... Yeah, they beat us last year. Are so, I mean, in we're, we're, this, not, we're not just blowing smoke. No, they're in again this year. And Dennis Miller, who is a nationally known uh, radio personality... In And, uh, you know, comedian, he is also in the running this year. If you
2: see Wheels Off Liberty in the running um, and you think, oh, I should vote for those guys. They've already thrown their uh, support behind Free Talk Live. That's true. You can vote for Wheels Off Liberty by voting for Free Talk Live.
0: That's right. We'll be giving them the honorary vice uh, winnership. Yes.
1: I've been voting for you.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Michelle. I appreciate that. Uh, Again, please just take a quick moment and go to podcastawards.com. Vote for Free Talk Live, the the political slash news category. And then you can do it again in 24 hours. And I think one more time, 24 hours after that, until the end of the 15th. So please do it. It makes a big difference for us. Podcastawards.com. All right. One more question, Michelle, and then we're getting right back to the phone calls here because um, people want Can to Can talk-
1: someone please call?
0: <laughs> well, believe it or not, people want to talk about voting. Uh, oh, good Lord. So we're talking about the voting and whether or not to vote. Now, a lot of the people that are anti voting, as you are, you have sworn off voting for the rest of your life. For
1: myself. Right.
0: Now, a lot of the people that are anti voting are also evangelical anti-voters. So do you have that same viewpoint? Are you interested in converting people into not voting? Do you want to make it so no one votes? What is your goal? Is it just a personal thing for you, or are you trying to actively uh, recruit non-voters?
1: I don't believe I try to actively recruit people to do anything except for eat more healthy. Okay. Okay. I mean, really? Like, I'm, so you I'm,
0: don't care if somebody else is a voter, or even though it burns you on the inside, uh, the, the, to you know, to violate your moral principles, it doesn't bother you if you see other people doing it. You're you're more likely to just leave it them alone. It
1: amuses me. Mm-hmm. I think. Why are you doing that with your time and your resources and your money? Go plant a garden. Go start a business. it. Well, you're not going to start a, it. It takes. I don't know how, how
2: it is for other people. I drive to the voting location, I vote, and I come back, and I think that it's a sum total of a half your, of an hour. Your
1: little sticker that I voted. Red, white, blue. Woohoo!
2: I don't know where the sticker is. Um, and uh, you God, know, patriotism. <laughs> it doesn't. Patriotism doesn't do that much for me. But you really can't do too much in a half an hour. That's uh, of. You're not going to start. A you business can do or, a lot in a half plant, an hour. A plant a garden. You might write a, a letter to an old friend and create a new relationship that you hadn't before, but then you have to spend more time cultivating it. Uh, um, You can
0: see people you know at the voting location, too. Right. That that
2: much is true. Voting doesn't cost you that much in
0: time or money. But you're not trying to recruit. Did Gandhi vote? I don't know. I have no idea. You're You're not trying to recruit people into not voting, right? Correct. Okay. I'm just curious, because some people in the not voting camp have this utopian view that they are going to successfully convince everyone to stop voting, and even if... I don't believe in do utopias,
1: that. first Even of all. Even if they
0: could do that, it wouldn't make a difference because what's more important is to convince people to stop paying and to stop obeying the government.
1: Which I, I guess I do suggest that
0: to people. Yeah. No, I highly <laughs> yeah. would suggest people do that because as yeah, long as people—
1: I, I, I do endorse that one.
0: If people don't—first uh, of all, it's never going to be the case that people all stop voting because the government bureaucrats will always vote for themselves every single time. They will vote for their system. They will vote to perpetuate it. And uh, so that's just completely unrealistic. Lending their lim- legitimacy to it. Yeah. And then um, if people were to actually stop obeying and stop paying these government people, then it would all come to a, a screeching halt. That really would make a difference. But people stopping voting, it does absolutely nothing to stop the government because they will continue to tax and as long as people will pay. They will continue to create right. regulations as long as people will jump through the hoops.
1: So I got my first job uh, when I was 13 years old, other than babysitting, and I did not pay any taxes. I guess social security was taken out but um so i haven't paid into taxes even before i was of the age to vote so yeah i That's guess great. i try to lead by example
0: let's go to david who's listening in our very own Keene, new hampshire i believe david you're on free talk live
5: hello david
0: what's on your mind tonight
5: oh i'm thinking lots of stuff while you're talking um mostly i'm thinking um i vote I'm not going to try to convince anybody to vote but I vote and um I'm thinking uh it could be you can like do some actions if you vote hopefully by somehow dismantling from within type of thing.
0: I we've seen it happen. I mean there's evidence that that is possible. It's, there's evidence it's happening now. Uh, here in New Hampshire. So I think you're right, David. And, and it's the fact that those things have been shown to be possible that has convinced me to get back on board uh, with uh, some more Inside the System activism. I know there's going to be a couple of Free State Project participants are going to be running for political office out here. And I've always done what I could to help those folks when they do it. And uh, and hopefully we'll see more Inside the System uh, stuff out this way uh, here in Keene coming soon.
5: Yeah, I mean, it, it's, I mean, it sounds good to me to work from within and from
0: without Absolutely. A multifaceted approach, I think, is uh, completely uh, the appropriate way to to do things. Because not everything is going to turn on everybody, obviously. Oh,
1: David says it, and it's great, and you support it. <laughs> I said that, and you both were like, raw, 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 raw. I got it from you, from Dennis What are you talking
0: about? I, I fully support people doing different things. Okay. Just you know, I'm. I'm. What my only argument well, is that by not voting, you're just not. You're doing. You're leaving something out that you could have an effect with.
2: Well, you know, and also the not voting um, crowd. There's there's a tendency to suggest that voting is um, not moral. And if voting's not moral, moral suggests that it's not just immoral for one person. Like it makes me feel bad um, because you know I. I there, there's lots of things out there that may make me feel bad that aren't immoral, but. Um, you know, if if the if the stand they take is it makes me feel bad. OK, fine, whatever. Um, if the stand is it's immoral, then what you're suggesting is that I am doing something immoral and we need to talk about that. That's uh, you know, that's that's an accusation. Well, I have
1: an interesting take on morality, actually, that, um, uh, you know, I definitely believe that there are universal oughts. You know, you ought not to steal. You ought not to rape. You ought not to murder. Now would I steal to feed my children? Eh, I might, and then I, you know, go like try to repay them somehow. But but I, I I might just do that. Do I believe in abortion? Absolutely not. Would I if I you know like there was a point where I had cancer and I had three young children and I was getting a divorce and uh, I thought if I were pregnant right now would I have an abortion? I had to ask myself that question and thought maybe cancer, you know, causes a pregnancy causes your cancer cells to speed up and I'd be leaving three kids and they didn't have a dad. And, you know, so I mean like these things like I, so for myself, so I wouldn't go bomb abortion clinics. I wouldn't tell anyone they couldn't have an abortion. Instead, what I would do is say, would you like to come stay in my home and I will help take care of you until you can have this baby? Or, you know, I mean like I would provide, so I don't go out and campaign and say pro life or pro choice or whatever. I just... Like, can you just leave me alone? I just want you all to come over when I do a pork four one one.
0: David, anything else you want to share tonight? Um, no, I guess not. Thanks. But um hmm? thanks. Thanks for the call tonight, David. Appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. K is in Texas. Kay, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Michelle, and Mark. Hello. Hi, Kay. Hi, Kay. i uh,
9: Michelle. You caused me to call in by saying yes yeah, yes, this is Kay. Um Michelle, you caused me to call in. I was thinking about it anyway, and you said, oh, please, somebody call. I went, okay, that's <laughs> me. I, I just got your show for the very first time. You were a great radio personality girl. Well, thank
1: you. I don't know
9: how long you've been doing this, but this is wonderful. I just love what you just said about the abortion and the stealing and the, the oh, great. Um, Where are you calling from? What do you
0: have to say, Kay?
9: Oh, what I have to say is that I heard you for the very first time in the car on the way home, and I got home and put you on the computer, and I was hearing Michelle talk about how she hadn't paid her property taxes, and how can she tell us how to, to, to perform that for ourselves?
0: That's a great question. And by the way, may I ask how you are listening on the radio? Where are you at in Texas?
9: I am outside of Austin.
0: Oh, okay. So you're listening on an Austin station?
9: I don't know what. I was was just flipping through. I I just got it and and stayed on it. Good question, though.
0: uh, Michelle, do you want to address that? Sure. How how did you not pay property taxes? Because I've heard of people that have not paid property taxes, and I would love to know what to do.
1: When I owned my first home, it was near San Diego, and it was in an unincorporated town. And so it was a little, you know, set up a little differently than, I think, uh, incorporated cities. And it was not part of my mortgage. My taxes and insurance and mortgage were all separate. And I just simply didn't pay them.
0: Were you able to sell the house down the line? Yes. Did they ever put a lien on it? No, they didn't. Well, uh, thanks, Kay, for the call. Uh, More coming up here. And hour number three is next. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll free Line. We'll dig a little further into that conversation in a moment.
2: Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Del Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com.
3: Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area. Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com.
0: Or visit porcupinerealtor.com. That's porcupinerealtor.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves, 800-259-9231. That number is brought to you by SACL CAI. 1-800-259-9231 as we launch here into the third hour tonight. It's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. And don't forget, you can uh, join us online at freetalklive.com, and you can get interactive in various different ways there. Of course, we would like to interact with you on the phones here tonight at 800-259-9231. We'll tell you more about Detroit and just the the fall of Detroit, the uh, the decline of a once-great city, or at least my understanding it was great. I've never been there. But uh, we'll tell you more about what's going on because they are just – the government people in their attempts to save the city of Detroit are probably going to do anything but that. We'll explain. But they first, should
1: have voted for different people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that much is true. It, it wouldn't have hurt it. Uh, it wouldn't have necessarily hurt. However, in many cases, as you know, Michelle, when you vote, uh, it's usually a choice between crap and crap. And yes. it's usually a total waste of time. In most places, it's a waste of uh, of time to vote for most uh, for most political offices. At least that's been my observation. I, fe- I feel like that's different here in New Hampshire. Uh, but, then again, that's another reason to come here as part of the Free State Project. So, to the phones and the fun, homeless Joe is on the line in Arkansas, homeless Joe or is it John? Normally we have homeless John call in. Hello. You
10: know what's up, Charles Neal? A.K.A. Charles Neal. Hey
0: Charles, what's on your mind tonight?
10: Hey, I just want to give y'all some fresh big, man. You know, what I mean, uh, uh, you know, I didn't, uh, you know, I didn't get in the, uh, on the ballot here in Arkansas for the second congressional district, and uh, you know, but I learned something. I learned a lot, you know, but I had some help. From some, uh, some people that backed me up all the way, so you know, I'm feeling good about it. I'm feeling good about what I did. I took a stand, and uh
0: Charles, do we lose you? Oh darn! Well, I guess that's it. Yeah, if he wants to call back, anytime you get a disconnect like that, always welcome to uh, t- to check back in with us here. Uh, but yeah, the
2: wonders of modern conveniences.
0: So he felt it was worthwhile the uh, the political election process, and you will learn something typically if you engage yourself in that. I uh, having run a political campaign or two uh, in my time. Mostly, how which, which depression depression meds work better for you than the others? It's really it can be very very difficult. It can be uh, excruciatingly difficult to it run is really tough stuff. as a liberty oriented candidate in a political uh, race simply because. Your ideas significantly threaten the status quo. And the people that are involved in the status quo, the politicians and supporters of those politicians, the bureaucrats working for the the bureaucracy, typically are very threatened by that. And they will do some very nasty things. People who believe that the politics scene is without risk are not really familiar with it, in my opinion. If you've done politics before... And you've actually had a message that was of significance in the uh, you know the favor of the ideas of liberty. Then you can you will see likely how nasty politics can be and how dangerous. Uh, there's always the possibility of danger actually involved as well because these people are willing to protect their turf and they're willing to protect their system. In some cases, uh, in some of the, the you know very undesirable nasty ways.
1: Well, another reason why it's difficult to get elected as a libertarian is that most of us have inhaled.
0: Is what do you mean by that? You well, think it's, it's, it's not, not possible. Possible. Most most of us have inhaled. Well, I mean, but didn't Barack Obama inhale? I mean, he admitted that. Bill right? Clinton, he did coke. George Bush, Barack oh. Obama did coke. Oh gosh,
1: I am so behind on my yeah. news. I need a TV. It's not so bad these
0: <laughs> days with the politicians. Like they'll totally admit to doing drugs, but uh, they'll still track do down. Them now, right? They'll. Uh, well, I learned my lesson, and uh, no, now it the rest of you very, need to It was very, very bad
1: of me to do it, and yeah. you ought not to. So I'll make. I'll enforce laws that say you you can't.
0: We've got uh, Charles back here in Arkansas, back on the line here. Go ahead, Charles. What did, uh, what did you want to share with us tonight? Or John? Homeless John? I don't know what he's going by. Maybe hello? He's, oh. hello? You're on the air.
10: Oh, you know, I did want to say I had people backing me up when everybody else thought it was a uh, lost cause. And uh, you know, and I'm glad I, make a, you know, I did a stand with everybody that said it was you know impossible. can't do it. It's not allowed. I said, yes, it is. Now, because I had a felony record, uh, I had some obstacles in my way. One of them is the uh, state uh, attorney up here at the uh, State Election Commission in Arkansas and uh, the clerk up here to quit. I mean, uh, not to quit, but at the uh, state capitol said, if I come up there to sign those papers to declare a candidacy, I will be arrested.
0: They told you you would be arrested was... as a, because you're a felon who is trying to run for political office?
10: That is correct.
0: Wow, that's really crazy.
10: However, check this out, guy. That's the state office. Yeah? Federal office don't apply.
0: I see. And, <laughs> yes. uh, it's uh, less likely you'll get elected there, uh, Charles. Oh, well, man.
10: Do you want to know who encouraged me to just stand my ground and go forth? Who's that? Larry Sinclair. Who's, uh,
0: who's that? He Who?
10: He was running for Congress in Florida.
0: I don't know. I don't know who most of the politicians are. So it's really pretty much meaningless. But I'm glad you you know you found it was a worthwhile. What was the most? Uh, you know, what what was one of the more worthwhile things about it? You felt. Well, uh, you know, letting people know that you know even though when you're
10: down and out and you're a homeless person, you got a record, you can still make a difference by standing for a difference. And uh, if you go to my webpage there, uh, tiny slash lr fightcam you see some video I put up from YouTube on this.
0: Are you homeless by choice? No, he's not anymore. He's, no, not, not anymore. No. Are okay. you still calling yourself homeless, John? Or is it? What did you get? What name did you give the call screener when you called in?
3: Hey, I told my homeless John, aka Charles Neely.
0: Aka. Okay. So you're still calling yourself yeah. homeless, John? Do you feel like that's going to always be part of who you are, or are you going to move past that at some point? Uh,
10: well, you know, you know, it's just part of who I am, and uh, it's to remind me. You know, what you had in the past was in the past, so therefore, let it remind you not to go back.
0: That well, is don't a good you, point.
1: Why don't you make it like Prince, that you're Charles, formerly known as?
0: Homeless John. Yeah. That's what he said, a.k.a. Uh, well, no, he started with sorry. Homeless John, a.k.a. FMA. It's different.
10: Uh, I got my own way of doing things, and my way is an original concept.
0: I like it, uh, Charles. You, whatever works for you, that's what's important, and I F-K-A. thank you for the call tonight at 800-259-9231. You thank you, sir. Uh, 800-259-9231. So, yeah, I like that idea. You know, you got to remember the past in order so to not repeat it. That's an important fact. You don't want to necessarily do the things that you've already done and make those same mistakes over again. 1-800-259-9231. So, let's go back to Detroit, where we actually started the show telling you, just the headline, basically, that in Detroit, Mayor Bing, Dave Bing, has decided with his uh, central planners there that they are going to slice back services, sectors of the city, about 20% of the city. And this is a 130, 130 square mile city, Detroit. Uh, 20% of the city going to possibly lose services such as garbage pickup, police patrols, road repair, and even street lights. Carla Henderson, a city planning official leading the mayor's campaign, said in an interview Thursday that her staff had deemed just seven to nine sections of Detroit worthy of receiving the city's full resources. She declined to identify the areas, but said the final (laughs) plan could include a greater number.
2: She said, your section of Detroit could get lucky, too, and still get municipal services that you've paid for all along.
0: Yeah, are they going to stop charging property taxes from the uh, 20%? I highly doubt that. Yeah, I doubt it, too. Uh, so Thursday, as she said, excuse me, that her team had amassed hundreds of uh, bits of data on household income, population density, employment, existing city services, philanthropic investments, and housing stock in an effort to identify the neighborhoods with the brightest outlook, those that could be stabilized with additional city, state, and federal resources. Ms. Henderson, so apparently she's trying to convince us that they did more than just pick the areas they liked. She's trying to uh, convince us here that... They really yeah. put a lot of time and effort into this. They had some this.
2: formula for picking the area that they, yeah. areas that they liked. Mm-hmm.
1: I wonder how much it costs to subsidize the four professional athletic teams in Detroit.
0: Good question. Baseball,
1: um, football, It's significant hockey. typically
0: when the government people will build a stadium, for instance. Uh, they, they spend a lot of taxpayer dollars on yes. that. You'd think they could just spin it off and sell it to somebody instead of
2: subsidizing it. Here's a way to cut uh, Well, they did sell
0: the stadium for $600,000. Not the new one. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, Henderson said, uh, that, that. so they're looking into it. She said, what we found is that some of our stronger neighborhoods are at a tipping point with vacancy. Vacancy adds blight, and blight is a disease that takes over the whole neighborhood. So the sooner we can get those homes occupied, the better for the city. Officials bristle when their efforts are described as downsizing, saying their aim is to repurpose portions of the city, not to redraw its borders. We will not be shrinking the city, Ms. Henderson said. We are 139 square miles, and we'll stay that way. (laughs) You just have to pay, and we won't service you. Yeah, that's pretty much what it's sounding like here at 800. You have
1: to pay, and we won't service you. Right, that's what it is.
0: 1-800-259-9231. Again, there is no obligation for them to provide you with anything, and this just proves it. More coming up. This is a free talk live. You can take control. One of the many imaginative graphic
8: novels from BigHeadPress.com is... Odysseus the Rebel, a new twist on an old story. This is not your daddy's Odysseus. BigHeadPress.com will help you spark imaginations and free minds with their enjoyable webcomics and graphic novels. Beautifully illustrated, inspirational stories will make your holiday gift-giving a mind-free experience that will be appreciated and enjoyed. Sample Odysseus the Rebel online before you buy at BigHeadPress.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can enjoy our website. Lots of features there, all brought to you free. FreeTalkLive.com. Head on over, enjoy the archives. Got a whole bunch of them. In fact, they go all the way back as late as 2006. All of them free. Get the last week's worth on the front page. Easy to download. Then you click into the archive section to go way back, all for free, at FreeTalkLive.com. Thanks to HostGator. HostGator's a worldwide leader for web hosting. They
2: make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. They have unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, free site builder tools and templates, 40, well, the the templates, there's 4,500 website templates, one-click script installs, an easy-to-use control panel. And if you use the portal that we've created, and I'll tell it to you in a second, you'll get your first month completely free. The portal is hostgator.freetalklive.com if you use that address hostgator.freetalklive.com you'll get your first month completely free hostgator.freetalklive.com
0: All right so we're telling you about Detroit and what's going on there where they're planning on just slicing back their so-called services uh just literally cutting it out of 20% of the city they haven't They haven't moved ahead with this, but this is the direction the uh, mayor wants to go with the plan. Although uh, they bristle, according to the Wall Street Journal, they bristle, the government bureaucrats, when the efforts are described as downsizing, saying their aim is to repurpose portions of the city, not to redraw its borders. And so they're saying we're 139 square miles and we'll stay that way, which sounds to me like we're going to keep taxing you whether or not you're in the served areas. Yes, so that's you, exactly what it sounds so like. So if you live in the 20 percent of Detroit, wherein there are still, you know, we're not going to give you any police service or we're not going to give the roads any attention. And, and
1: someone voted in those those clowns. Yeah, sure they did. <laughs> yeah, and they true. have the power and to they say, always will. we're going to we're going to tax y'all. But we're only going to provide services for these people. Well, most that's people right.
2: vote um, not to vote for a candidate, but they mostly vote to vote against a candidate. So one could say that not enough people voted against these clowns.
0: Well, one could say that they were only clowns to vote for in Detroit, but I don't know. I haven't that's lived all there. All those things are true. All Odds are good that's a true statement. And what Michelle said is a, is a true statement as well. Somebody did vote for these people. And usually it's the government bureaucrats and all their friends and everybody they mm-hmm. brainwashed that uh, comes out and, and, you know, and gleefully votes for central planner types. I mean, that's what we're talking about here. These same central planners that for decades have been ruining Detroit and destroying its ability to, you know, to have freedom and for people to be able to make choices for themselves and for their businesses and driving business away and and therefore driving jobs out and driving people out. That's why the, the population has fallen below significantly below a million there in Detroit. Um, so these people have, you know, ruined the city. The same very, you know, this very same crew of central planning bureaucrats are now going to try to repurpose uh, certain areas of the city with their brilliance. And of course, as we've seen, uh, central control tends to have, uh, well, effects that aren't necessarily predicted by these bureaucrats in advance, especially when they use force on people, and then that creates unintended consequences. The president of the North Rosedale Park Civic Association applauded the mayor's effort to reimagine how the city will function especially as her own northeast detroit or northwest detroit area fights encroaching blight but the wife of a former fire commissioner said many details remained unknown saying i haven't really quite got my arms around that she set up proposals to encourage people to move to more viable neighborhoods and convert vacant land to other uses including farming it's an urban city i do understand that the population is decreasing but what would the advantages be you know, I think it's interesting here the president of the Park Association, the Park Civic Association, saying this is great. They thank goodness we have this mayor to reimagine the city in his grand vision. And this is part of the problem: the idea that there's one man who knows best. That there's one man and his team of advisors that know what the solution is for a, a million different people. Yeah, and that um, you know, that these same people will
2: tell you you can't have a rooster on your uh, land. Want to uh, now? Well, you just move out of your house, and we're going to let people farm here or something. I mean, you know, it's just they they come up with these arbitrary rules that if you have the idea one year before they do,
0: they're going to go after you. That's all true. Now, as the De- Detroit city officials say, they're already failing to properly serve many neighborhoods, making the effort to refocus services all the more urgent. If we have an honest conversation, we know there are many areas of the city where we are not providing adequate service at this time, said Ms. Henderson. So now they just want to make it official and basically say, that's it. We're, if you live in these zones of Detroit, you will, know, you will be on your own, but we'll still be collecting property taxes from you. Because that's how it works. There is no obligation obligation for them to provide you with any services it's so important that you come to understand that right the government does not have to serve you all
2: you have to do as far as they're concerned is pay them and then they'll serve you with whatever they want it's if it's convenient for them it's now inconvenient for them to provide road maintenance and police and and uh you know streetlights for 20 percent of detroit and they're not going to do it anymore and what can if people you want those services?
0: Leave your house and go buy another house. What can people who are in this situation do about it? They could go and pound their fist at a city council meeting, but what good's that going to do? They're 20%. It's not going to make
2: any more money. It's not going to, it's not going to show that, uh, that it's not going to make government efficient. No, the reason and- that this government system is failing is because the socialists that controlled, and uh, you know, I don't know who it was that called in earlier and said that it was a fa- supposed to be a Fabian socialist uh, paradise at one point. These socialists have shown that their system is a failure and the suggestion that somehow you're going to take a system that doesn't work and make it effective by pounding your fist is just
0: ludicrous well you could go you could go and complain that they're cutting off your services and pound your fist about how you have a you know a right to be served that you're paying taxes and that you should be served um, but all in all, it's 20% of the city, so that means the other 80% is still going to be getting the services, so they're likely not to vote in favor of the 20%, right? I mean, they don't want to lose their services either, so it's not like they can vote their way back into uh, to the good graces of the city council. The, the whole area is suffering from severe economic decline, yeah. so it's not very likely the, the city is going to have an increase in the amount of money coming in to all of a sudden turn the streetlights back on. That's not likely, because you're still dealing with the same inefficient, stupid, slow government bureaucracy that you've been dealing with with before just with less money they're not willing to cut back on the actual government they're still you know no. running right along as they've used to i'm sure
2: they're not laying any firemen off any no. cops off any uh, people that repair street lights or you know anything like that they might be doing it through attrition but they're not doing it through any other man- manner i can assure you of that
1: i'd like to know who has still remained that has money to pay taxes i mean you know uh, back in egypt when nasser came into power and everything was nationalized those who had money and those who had Uh, intelligence and education left.
0: Yeah, well, that's happening in Detroit as well. People are leaving, but everybody's still paying. Everybody that's there is still paying something. If you don't have a job, where is it? Money's got the money to run this government is coming from somewhere. So
1: I assume that Detroit is probably borrowing it, actually, from the federal government.
0: I don't know if I've heard that one with Detroit yet. I heard that wasn't it Illinois and California we're yeah, talking. Th- it's, about- got, it's bound to happen. Was it Detroit? Maybe I did hear about that with the Detroit. But nonetheless, there are still people paying. Businesses are still paying the taxes. The ones that haven't mm-hmm. packed up shop and Here's left. Here's a
2: two bedroom, two bath uh, Detroit, Michigan uh,
0: condominium for six hundred and forty thousand dollars. Somebody's paying it. Is that a paid? Has that sold? Is that an actual completed it's sale? It's well, a listing. a listing doesn't mean somebody's paying it.
2: <laughs> There's a house there that somebody believes is worth uh, putting up on okay. uh, some
0: website. It's always more useful to look at completed sales to see what I'm items not looking have actually at eBay dude. for. Well, I know, but they have things like that. Zillow.com. Here's a, here's com, a
2: castle for $2.5 10 bedroom, castle?
0: 12, 12 bath,
2: turrets,
0: uh, and stuff. Wow. Uh, yeah, you can go to zillow.com, which is a pretty neat little website. It actually gives you a map view of most areas of the country. And you can actually look at the, you can actually see a map of all the properties for sale. And there's sometimes you can see what properties actually sold for recently there as well, which is kind of instructive.
1: There's a cannabis college in Detroit. In Detroit.
0: 1 800 259 9231, the SACL CAI toll free line. You take control, share whatever you want. Maybe you've been to Detroit, maybe you've got an inside scoop. It's free talk.
6: America. Beware, the nefarious brigands known as Yerkish are now offering a free download of their so-called music at Yerkish.com slash FTL. That's Y-E-R-K-I-S-H dot com slash FTL. Be warned, exposure to this addictive, mind-altering rock and roll has been shown to cause frustration, damnation, even sexual deviance. So fathers, lock up your daughters, mothers, cover your sons' ears, and do whatever it takes to keep them away from Yerkish.com FTL.
0: is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features there. Free cam.freetalklive.com will get you right to our CAM page and allow you to interact with other listeners. Because on the CAM page, you'll find the chat room. You can get in there and chat with other Free Talk Live listeners while you listen and watch all of it all for free at cam.freetalklive.com. Memorydealers.com offers the
2: world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, XFPs, GVICs, Zenpaks, and X2, that are all 100% compatible with all the major networking equipment manufacturers and up to ninety nine percent off of list price, they also offer great prices and services on used networking equipment, such as Cisco routers and switches. Go check it all out at MemoryDealers.com. dot com
0: all right so eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one We continue with your thoughts your calls. Ray is in washington ray you 're on free talk live with Ian Michelle and Mark
11: Hi folks hey, Hello. Ray. What's tonight
0: well, thank you what 's on your mind tonight
11: Hey um you know some if if you can get a house in Detroit for a dollar. I got ten dollars. I'm gonna get a real good house.
2: Well, they've—I'll tell you—I'm I'm looking at uh, pages and pages of houses that are below a thousand dollars, and I can only assume that if somebody's got their house listed at a thousand dollars, that they'll, they'll take, take an offer. Anything for yeah. It. Yeah. I mean, okay.
11: Well, you know, I don't know how they do things in New Hampshire, guys, but I know how they do things in Washington, and they assess the value of a house. How you pay your taxes against the value of what your house is worth? Is that the way it is
0: there? I don't. What in New Hampshire or in Detroit? Yeah. How
11: do you pay your taxes? Is it, is it against the value of
1: your house? Yeah, the appraised value of your house. Appraised. Value. And okay. the, the
0: land yeah. too. Yeah. The government
2: right. bureaucrats so, make up their own number, but um, it's usually relatively close to the uh, the you know the the sort of average price for The price value and,
11: of your property. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I bet you those guys in Detroit are the real free because. How much tax you get against a dollar?
2: Yeah, I don't know. Even if it was uh, five thousand, uh, I mean, I, I can only imagine that there's page upon page here. I'm on page number four of Realtor dot com um, looking at houses, and I'm just at a thousand dollars. I can, I, I don't even have any idea at five thousand. But if you're talking about an assessed value of, uh, you know, millage, it may be. Forty, um, you know, you're still talking about an incredibly low rate.
11: Well, if you're assessing on a dollar, it's fourteen dollars a thousand. Figure a dollar, you, you're going to pay about what twenty cents in taxes. Uh,
2: one one point uh, four cents, isn't
11: it? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty low. <laughs> Anyways, let me just say to you guys, hey, you know what? It's not only there. You have an affiliate in, in Aberdeen, Washington. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and I'm looking at a four bedroom, one bathroom, fourteen hundred and sixty five square foot house. It's on just a local, wide-open real estate page, a multiple listing as we know it, for $24,000. Wow,
0: that's amazing.
11: Yeah, I mean, I, I tell you what, there's at least 10 homes here under 30. Now, I'm not saying we're as low as Detroit. But the
2: bottom here is it's, it's getting there. I mean, I just look at places here. like that in New Hampshire. You can go move to Berlin, New Hampshire, um, up, you know, up in the northern part of the state and you can get rates the, the same way. So,
0: I mean, you know, it's 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 a dying town, though. I mean, you know, it's, well, right. that's why Detroit, you know, is would you say Aberdeen is dying or is it just uh, a no, dip, no,
11: dip really. down
0: because of the pop of the the, the real well, estate bubble?
11: Well what it, Aberdeen was a log town, and when, the, and the, when they spotted out, it caused it a lot of problem. really? Oh, whole,
1: I used to live in Coos Bay. I know exactly what you're talking about.
11: And And you know what, The whole thing that really crushed these towns was this mean, disastrous little invention called the chainsaw, and it destroyed them. And I'll tell you why. When the times were good here is when two men walked out in the middle of the woods and took an axe and cut down a tree that was five foot in diameter. And it took them all day.
1: I guess it did. Oh, I blame the unions. (laughs) No. (laughs) I blame the unions and the government for taking away the uh, opportunity for fishermen to fish and and granting the um, Native Americans the only rights to fish 12 months out of the year and the fishermen only two months.
11: That would be somewhat true. But the problem is I used to live in New Jersey, and I was a young man. used to walk down to the beach in Cape May and look at the boats. And they were about 175, 200, maybe 300 feet off the shoreline, and they were fishing for clams. And when the time I turned 18, which was about six years later, we were going out 50 miles, mm-hmm. and uh, that had nothing to do with the woods. We were just taking everything in sight.
1: Well, we if we're, we're able it 10 to, times faster. if we're able to decrease the population drastically, like it's proposed, there will be enough fish for everyone.
11: <laughs> well, that, that could be true, but the problem. The problem is it's mechanization of a lot of things, just like that chainsaw. The day that chainsaw showed up, 150 men walked out of the woods. And then the day the fellow buncher, which was a giant... Yeah, but
0: that's okay is, because the cost of the uh, the product gets to go down, too. As efficiency increases, costs uh, are reduced. And, and those, those guys did that fine didn't happen.
11: Hmm? That did fine jobs. That part didn't happen.
0: Well, that, The log
11: steadily went up over the years.
0: Well, maybe the there are different years. reasons for that. Well, uh, like inflation is part of it. <laughs> uh, inflation, Printing more money. Right, but well, generally, in
3: this if, town,
11: if okay, I'm in running this a business
0: and I can, can save, save money, uh, I'm uh, going to pass that. that savings on to my, my customers because that and makes you know me what? more competitive. And that is
2: happening.
11: Okay, that does happen. Okay, let's take a look at a drill. Remember a drill when we were young folks? Probably a drill was $39. Sounds okay? about right. So how much profit was made on a drill? $39. Now a no drill is $9. How much profit is made out
0: of $9? You can still get a drill for more than $9. I mean, you're talking about the, the bottom of the barrel. But you can get a drill
11: for $9. 30 years ago, you could never get a drill for
2: well, $9. Well, this, this is the nature of the marketplace, As it becomes more efficient at producing a, a given item. And, yeah, the efficiency means— Drives few, down
1: prices. It's a good a, thing. Now, when, those two,
11: when those two men were cutting with that saw, they built that house that I just talked about.
1: So why don't you and go it, live with the Amish? <laughs>
11: I do. I actually I do better than live with the Amish. I live in that town on forty acres. I came here and bought a forty, actually fifty-seven acre farm for fifty-two thousand. So you took your property. money
1: from New Jersey and uh, where you had actually inflated, I lived
11: in. I came had, here when I was nineteen years old. So I've been here a long time.
1: Where you take At inflated least. value of a home and you get to go to some little state like Oregon or Washington, and and exactly. you get to you get to buy up one of those homes there for their. for their meager price and then that poor person now can't afford to replace the home that they just moved out of because you've driven up the price. That's terrible.
0: You're being no. facetious. She's she's being facetious, but uh, Ray, thanks thanks for the call. Take I appreciate care, hearing buddy. from you tonight at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231 it's like complaining to... that it's like complaining that mechanization has ruined uh, all the jobs for the farriers. Well, I mean, you know, the, the creating the automobile has destroyed jobs for farriers. I
1: like indoor plumbing. So right. much more than right. an outhouse.
2: If you look at um, you know, all the mechaniz- mechanization that's come along and all the jobs that have been lost, but they've been cre- there's more jobs that are created. I mean, yeah, they because didn't have new ideas- the internet when chainsaws were invented. Right. Now we do. People work on the internet. It's not
0: like these people that lost their jobs as loggers are still out there looking for a job. They found something else because there are new ideas that are constantly being created. And as long as we have the relative freedom with which to, uh, to implement those ideas and create new businesses and new uh, concepts, then there will always be new opportunities presented to people. You know, it means I, they might have to change their skill and create a new skill or you know get it get more skilled in another area in which they weren't before, but that's okay. We're always growing and learning and, and doing new things. You know the inverse must be true too. I have left
2: several jobs in the advertising industry um, and of my own accord. Does that mean that those jobs are still open? I mean, does anybody really believe that that those companies are all without an, uh, an advertising executive because some one of them left No. They went out and they hired another one. Maybe he's, more, maybe he's better. Maybe he's worse at uh, selling ads. Um, but, you know, they went out and found somebody who filled that location. I mean, this is, this is just how the marketplace works. It's not, it's not uh, the creation of technology that makes these things terrible. It makes them better for everybody.
0: So eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one is your number. I'm just looking through here at uh, Detroit over at <laughs> Zillow dot com, and it's just amazing. What's more amazing is that somebody's buying these houses. I figured I would see when I when I was going to look at Zillow where it shows you the overhead view of a city and you can see what's for sale and what's sold. I figured I would see way more for sale than had sold, but people are actually buying these houses. I mean, we're talking about three hundred one point one k four uh, four uh, thousand the nine thousand. I mean, just all over the place, but um, most of them are under fifteen thousand dollars or under thirty thousand dollars. There's nothing, uh, very few that are significantly priced. Or in a
1: Richard Kawasaki, rich dad, poor dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about it? <him? laughs> well, he he still is promoting that the idea that you can uh, buy low and sell high. Uh, he's promoting you the might...
0: idea that you can be, uh, buy yeah. a book about buying low and sell
1: high. <laughs> <laughs> Good
0: point. All right, more coming up. You can take control of the airwaves. So, if somebody's buying properties up there in uh, Detroit, whether they'll uh, be able to make money on that is another question. You can take control in the remaining moments of Free Talk Live, which are coming up next.
2: How does a cruise to Bermuda sound? How about a cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux, Wes Bertrand of Complete Liberty, and me? This cruise isn't just a convention on the water. It's an unconference where the event is what you make of it. The boat has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and much more. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey in November 2011. But you need to reserve your berth now. They're as low as $535, double occupancy. Go to cruise.freetalklive.com. Do it today. Cruise.freetalklive.com.
0: Free Talk Live. Bring up whatever you want. Dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site completely free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. And, uh, yeah, you can join us on the phones here like Steve is doing in Washington. Also, Steve, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Michelle, and Mark. Steve in Washington? Going once. Steve in Washington. Hey. There he is. Go ahead, Steve.
12: Hey there. Uh, well, you know, I, I, over the holidays, I had a family, an extended family, and family I haven't seen in a while, over at the house. Um, and, uh, I, boy, I sure tried to avoid getting into a political conversation, <laughs> but I kind of got drugged into one kicking and screaming. And uh, I was talking to a uh, kind of... I guess co-worker and uh friend of a friend who would come over and he's a nice fellow, but he just, he's stuck in this left, right paradigm. And uh, <clears throat> so we were talking about that and I kind of slowly started, you know, giving hints that I was uh, a little bit, uh, the way he would look at it is I would, I was a little bit to the right of Milton Friedman because he kept bringing up Milton Friedman. So going by his left, right paradigm, I was to the right of Milton Friedman then it was when it was revealed that essentially I'm a voluntarist or anarchist and anarcho-capitalist, whatever you want to say. Um, <clears throat> he suddenly then said, "Well, you know, that's that's the same. That's the far left." So <laughs> the way so- the, one of the reasons why this left-right paradigm is so stupid and so and and has such poor explan- explanatory power is that how he looked at it is that the smaller you want the government, the more to the right you move. Until the point where you reach no government, and then all of a sudden, bang, as if by magic, you're all the way on the extreme left side of the spectrum. So I just wanted to mention how stupid it is, the left-right paradigm. Why it's stupid, and how come it has no explanatory power whatsoever?
0: It's frustrating. Yeah, and you just have to... You have to do what you can to expand people's minds beyond that. Like give them the world's smallest political quiz at quiz.freetalklive.com. This is
2: where I find the ideas of – and I hate using this term because it confuses people – Panarchy to be um, ones that uh, you know th- that are helpful to people, and panarchy is the idea that governments don't need to be attached to land masses. That you can choose your own government uh, for yourself, and that that government can service you know a large amount of people, a small amount of people, and doesn't have, an, have to be attached to the ideas of land masses. This then doesn't screw with their paradigm of government or not, because it, at that point you can have more government if you want it, you can have less government if you want it. It's just that your desire for government the amount that you want doesn't impose on other people. I mean, one of the reasons that I married my wife is she's a very organized person and I was hoping to have some of that rub off on me. Anybody ever <laughs> entered, entered into a relationship like this that you Ian, you hope to have some of my uh, sales prowess, uh, you know, benefit you <laughs> in this business and that's the reason you hired me in the first place. Everyone
1: I've ever been involved with uh, romantically I've wanted them to rub off on me. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so, so
2: there's, uh, you know, bouch, bouch. these, <laughs> these
1: I, I'm lost. So,
2: you know, your these, face
1: is so red.
2: I am. It's, <laughs> so, I mean, just I want that level of organization for myself, but I would not impose my wife on anybody else. As a matter of fact, I prefer her organization for me myself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the I think that you can um, you can create pathways to people with these ideas.
12: Mm hmm yeah uh, and i did actually show him the uh i didn't show him the world's smallest political quiz we we i mean we have computers but I didn't feel like turning it on but I did sort of draw it out what it looks like with the authoritarianism at the top I think it was and libertarianism at the bottom No, it's the other way around libertarian is at the top
0: authoritarian at the the bottom and then left and right and center Left and right And it turns the left-right spectrum into for those that aren't really sure what this is uh, you can go to quiz.freetalklive.com you can take it online Uh, It it helps people expand their vision of this left-right spectrum to include other things that just wouldn't work uh, on the left-right spectrum like for instance you could ask somebody well if it's right to be in favor of uh, – you know, if, if, if it's right to be in favor of the ban on drugs, for instance, and, and it's left to – excuse me, I'm, I'm putting this the wrong way. If it is uh, – if I'm in favor of ending the war on drugs and I'm in favor of uh, total gun freedom, where would I be on the left-right spectrum?
3: Mm-hmm. Well, if, if, right, that right. Would put,
0: if that would put me in the center, because somebody who's thinking the left-right spectrum way might think, well, you're a moderate then. You're, you, know, you take one side from each position. Well, wait a minute. What about somebody who believes the opposite? What about somebody who believes in you know, the war on drugs and the war on guns? Where do you put that person? Well, would really? they also be in the center?
2: They're an authoritarian.
0: Right. So then you can show people that you can expand this left-right paradigm to include to another dimension, basically, the up and the down. Is this
1: the one with anarcho-capitalism and, and those? are no, no. no, it's just the it's libertarian. Just it's a real liber- kind of
0: intro to liberty kind of uh, thing. square that comes. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's a di- the diamond, a diamond chart, yeah. the as it chart, has been yeah. called, or a square turned on its point, uh, one of its points. So go ahead, Steve. I'm sorry with your, your thoughts, Stephen.
1: No, no, that, that's okay.
12: In fact, that's a really fantastic. Fantastic explanation of why the, the left-right thing fails is because, the, you know, each guy is, ends up in the center, even though they have completely opposite views.
3: Yep, exactly. Um,
12: right. And, and by the way, the last thing that I wanted to mention was that I, I actually gave Barack Obama the Nolan chart test. I took it as if I was Barack Obama. And I didn't go by his rhetoric, which is what they usually do whenever they grade these political people. I, I did it by his actual, you know, his actions. And Barack Obama ended up in the authoritarian side, which is not a big surprise, but he actually ended up to the right of the center. So he is a right-wing authoritarian.
0: Interesting. uh, Stephen, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. If you've got a Christmas list
2: that includes some kids... I recommend An Island Called Liberty. It's a picture book for kids, and I read it to my son Jack all the time. It's kind of like Ayn Rand meets Dr. Seuss. It's simple story, graceful rhymes, and beautiful illustrations on every page will make it one of any child's favorites. Go now to freemarketunderdog.com. See some samples there. Order today. There's a 10% discount for listeners of Free Talk Live with the coupon code FTL, freemarketunderdog.com, An Island Called Liberty
0: so uh, we're going to continue here with your thoughts. We go to mark listening in Texas mark you're on free talk live
13: hello I'm calling about the uh, recent attack or supposed attack on the Royals car in London and uh, you know I just wanted to make the point is first of all uh, these and some people might not agree with it, but a lot of people you know uh the, live in London would agree with it and a lot wouldn't because they're loyalists but uh, these people are nothing but uh but a burden to society and they're they 're glorified welfare recipients and and people who are, you? Who are these to...
0: people Are you talking about the royal family uh, or the people who tip their car over
13: no no i 'm talking about uh um charles and the and the Duchess of horse mm-hmm. uh, do they
0: you know, do, do they get
2: government money because i don 't know whether that 's the case or not so
13: it 's not that they get government money what okay. basically what uh the way uh Britons tend to think of it or the way anybody tends to think of it is uh, the loyalists tend to think well they have uh, they bring in more money because of tourism than than they spend on them, but in reality, these people own yachts and live high on the hog off of everybody 's uh, money, and everyone seems to worship them that 's almost like me telling you to give me a, a- $100 million, and then and then you sit there and admire me after you give me the money.
0: Yeah, that's what's well, crazy. There's no doubt. But also, to just kind of reiterate what you were saying before, from a different perspective, the people that were doing the violence there were also glorified welfare recipients. I mean, they're basically a bunch of kids demanding uh, free government uh, education.
13: Well, I, I think, you know, right? I, they blew it out of proportion as far as what, what it was for. Uh, you know, they were supposed, supposedly rioting because of the increase in, uh, stu- in student, uh, I guess, in, in the Cost of their education, right? But the and they want is, a free
0: education. They believe they deserve a free education, so they want to be welfare recipients too. So it's well, like welfare well, recipients well, fighting under- welfare recipients.
13: <laughs> I understand that, but the thing is, you know, um, she basically they sat there and, and it said that they looked horrified and all this. Well, to me, when I watched the video, it just looked like a, um, two people sitting in a car that but the look on their face was kind of like oh no we're about to get what's coming to them uh we're about to get what's coming to us do you support this then do you support us
0: using violence against people
13: i'm not saying no one was using violence but i'm saying they shouldn't Weren't they be in trying the to tip over
0: their car i didn't see the footage i just heard through the great trying
13: to tip over their car that, no? that never even happened okay <laughs> no one tried to tip over the car but the thing is they're they're leeches they, they don't Serve any purpose in this day and age? Ro- but, what, royalty?
2: I mean, give me a break. <laughs> me a break I, I kind everyone. of agree and I kind of disagree. Like, um, you know, it's like hey, I'm I, the
13: king. I'm the king right now. Give me a thanks, billion, Mark. Dollars I right appreciate now. hearing
2: from you tonight. Well, I, I guess I, I hate the idea of you know, that people talk about you know, girls will often claim to be princesses, and this annoys the crap out of me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because a princess is a person whose uh, dad steals and hurts, uh, you know, other people in order to get the money they have, and somehow they believe they should be treated well because of that. However you know at this point the royals aren't leeching off of people anymore they are old leeches that have been pried off of uh, of uh the the, the
0: body the of government's the, the a problem in riding in the streets i don't think is a a real good solution peace is the answer see you tomorrow night.
2: welcome to living healthy naturally with information and advice on how to
0: improve your health and wellness with natural remedies and nutritional healing here's renowned naturopathic doctor and certified nutritionist dr Lindsay duncan
14: Just like you, I don't want to look older than I am. One of the primary causes of premature aging is that people are not getting enough lubrication for their skin. When your skin isn't getting proper lubrication, it shows signs of aging. Fine lines and wrinkles get more pronounced, and you begin to show signs of damage. One of the best ways to lubricate your skin is to start with your intestinal tract. Omega fatty acids are vital for the proper functioning of every cell in your body, and that lubricates your skin. The acai berry from Brazil is a fantastic source of omega fatty acids. Genesis today has created a great tasting juice that contains plenty of acai berries that will ensure you get the proper amounts of omega fatty acids in your diet. Acai berry juice tastes fantastic and it's packed with excellent nutrients like omega fatty acids and the antioxidant vitamin C that will help keep you looking youthful and vibrant. Drink a glass of acai berry juice any time of the day and keep your skin looking young and healthy. To learn more
0: about living healthy, naturally, and acai berry juice, please visit GenesisToday.com. Acai berry juice is available in the refrigerated section next to the OJ at all Walmart, Sam's Club, and Super Target locations.